This is Larry Zerner, Shelley from Friday 13th Part 3. You're on Nightmare Junkhead. Hey, genius, fuck you too. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that always has Tums on hand when eating enchiladas. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're celebrating Friday the 13th by not going to Camp Crystal Lake, but rather taking a visit to the Pinehurst Halfway House as we provide a fan commentary track for Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. But before we get into that, let me remind you we're part of the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. You can find all of our episodes at boomhowdy.com, or the easiest way to listen in is to search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your Roy Hole. So this particular episode is going to be released on uh, Friday, July uh-huh. 13th. <laughs> And in what is a continuing tradition, and by when I say tradition, I mean the past two Friday the 13th, <laughs> and we can, we can count that as tradition, I believe, I correct? I think so. I think so. It's, uh, Friday the 13th is always a high holy day for us here at Nightmare Junkhead. It is. And, if, and you know if it's going to fall on a Friday the 13th, we know we're going to give you some sort of Friday the 13th content, mm-hmm. whether it is a franchise retrospective or whether in the last two cases... We've offered up some commentary tracks. But either way, you're going to Crystal Lake. <laughs> well, well are we, though? But are very we? true. Are we? Are we? Well, which brings us over here on social media. We put out a poll, uh, in which case you can follow us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. Uh, but we said we were going to be recording a commentary track for Friday the 13th, and we put it out there, two particular episodes, There's which ones they would be interested in. Mm-hmm. And we put out the obvious one, which was part six. Jason lives. Everyone loves right. that. Uh, we did a live show of Nerds of Nostalgia on it. Uh huh. Because you bang, <laughs> you bang. And then I put in there part five. Uh huh. A new beginning. And and I the reason I did that in in the whole reason I did that is because of our guest that we had here. Um, and unfortunately, by just like a large like a, a Jason like slaughter, uh, part six came ahead. Everyone's like, do part six. Not a lot of love for part five. But this is one of those rare occasions where <laughs> polls be damned. Uh-huh. We, whatever, we do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Which means we will get down to, was it Forced Green, I believe? Not Camp Crystal Lake, but uh, Camp mm-hmm. Forest Green in part six. Instead, we're, we're taking a detour over to a uh, Pinehurst halfway house. So instead of part six, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We will get there. We're gonna, uh, But for now, we are going to celebrate in a film that is divisive at best yes. in a Friday the 13th franchise. Uh-huh. And this is one that I have, not to say the biggest, like, I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite, but it's been a long time since I've seen it, so this is going to be a welcome revisit. I do think we're going to have some great conversation, and a lot of that conversation is going to come from our next guest. Uh, and you can hear his newest album, The Star Invaders, everywhere except for record stores uh he has been a fixture here in the kansas city music scene for a long time and he is a true roy enthusiast um i'm very excited welcome to nightmare junkhead for the first time josh berwinger hey guys thank you so much for for having me down here of course of course this has been a long time coming man you've been a a, outside of the podcast i've known you for a long time yeah yeah, yeah. we go back to like daily grind days and like i mean what 90 
five. We're going to get very regional here yeah. um, as we do. Uh, but before we get into all that good yeah. stuff, uh, tell our listeners where can they find you out on the social media? Please plug and promote away. Um, I kind of, I have all three, but the one I do most is Instagram at Burwanger underscore music. And um, I kind of separate all most of, like I, every I rarely post on Facebook because I don't really know what to say and I don't <laughs> want people to know what I'm doing but uh you know I do it for band reasons mostly and then so like Berwanger Music on Facebook and Berwanger Music on Twitter I think but I, I don't know I don't even like Instagram is probably the one I like pay attention to most. I understand. See, and this, <laughs> with the pictures and everything, it confuses me. I'm an old man, so I always stick to the Twitter. Uh, for some reason, there's yeah. safety for that for me. It's everyone's angry there all the time. I so know. I like, get really uh, stressed and depressed. And so I, it, I think also I only like follow a few people on Instagram, so I don't get that stressed out because you could like kind of monitor. So if like someone posts like, you know, mean things or like, political things like you know you don't have to kind of see it it's a safe place <laughs> yeah that's what i like to think the podcast as just a very safe place I feel safe down here tonight i know it's comforting right all warm and cozy it's gonna get freaky here in a couple minutes it, it, so. well, it truly yeah. is <laughs> yes it is <laughs> well one of the questions we always ask a first time guest here is um what was it that got you into horror you know your horror origin your crime alley with horror was it a movie was it a moment was it a book you know what was it that introduced you to this genre and you're like oh yeah i can get into this Oh uh, yeah. Well, um, it was, I was, um, when I went to, was it preschool or kindergarten? I think it was kindergarten. You only went half day, you know, morning or afternoon. Mm -hmm. And I went in the morning and my mom couldn't get me for the afternoon. So I got sent to the neighbor's house. So I was there until like four o'clock. And they, the boys, it was like a big group of boys. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It was a big group of boys, like who, like, you know, there was like the youngest kid, Robbie. They were called the Copenex. That was the last name. Um, <laughs> and the dad just had this basement. And it was sort of like this in a way, but it was almost all Star Wars stuff. And like, they had all the 12 inches and he had all this big film collection. You know, granted, this is like 84. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But uh, right. the older brothers would come home from high school and one time in particular they threw on creep show and <laughs> i was in kindergarten and yes. i saw it and i just i loved it i was just so like i mean the campiness of it in a uh -huh. way yep. where it's like it's short stories and they're all so well done and it blew my mind and then from there on out i was like oh you know then i went home and noticed my mom at alice cooper records and that was like her favorite, you know, one of Beatles and Cooper. And that Cooper led to like getting into like weirder, like horror style stuff. And then, you know, my mom would rent me. Okay. I was also obsessed <laughs> with Walgreens rented movies at one point. And no um, shit. yeah. And Indiana was where I grew up at the time. And uh, I didn't move to Kansas till I was 10. And uh, I, was I was also obsessed with the covers. I remember Nightmare 1 and 2. Yeah. And just always like, I, I love this. I don't know why. I love this. And so my mom one night was like, I'm going out with your sisters. And we're just going to go to dinner. You don't want to go. It's, we're going to go with some other girls and like their friends. And I was like, okay, yeah, I don't want to go. I don't want to go do that. And so it was like the 20th anniversary of Bozo. 
Like, cause we grew up in the Chicago area, the WGN, you know, like of course. right on the Chicago, right? Line. The, the grand, grand prize, prize game, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, everyone, everyone was watching it in that area. No one was not, no one was missing this. And it's a social event of the year. It was, it was. And, uh, all of a sudden it's like, they go to a commercial break and they pan to the audience and there's my mom and sisters. And I was oh, like, Oh no, <laughs> I was so, I was just like, wait a minute. I don't know if I was that upset that they were there, but I was betrayed. Oh, yes. Yeah. The, but, A2 <laughs> Brutus? Oh, right. my goodness. A2 Cookie? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, it just took my, I was just like, <laughs> and But that betrayal led to the next weekend where my parents went out of town and had a babysitter. And my mom rented me Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 2 oh, wow. to watch when my sisters went to bed. So, nice. you know, Saturdays consisted of heavy metal with um, Headbangers Ball and a horror movie. And then if you were lucky and had a friend who had a cheat box for cable, you yep. could watch the Playboy channel too, you know? Non, and as a kid... Non-scrambled? You know? Oh, my goodness. Golden days. I mean, yeah. The cheat box was, was like the coolest thing ever, you know? It was like discovering the ending of Sleepaway Camp for the first time, you know? <laughs> Try and go back and see that, you know? It was just like, wow, my, my mind is blown. <laughs> you had probably one of the greatest transitional, informative, like, journeys, I think, of some of our guests here. Because I can't even imagine Creepshow in kindergarten. That's, we always talk about, like, uh, gateway films for kids. And but it's horror. perfect. It's but comic it's always, and it's bright. But it's always yeah. those, those happenstance ones, the ones you kind of fall into. Uh, you know, for me it was Halloween, yeah. and then for you it happened to be Creepshow. Halloween was the first time I spent the night at a friend's house. I was like in third grade. I was like, "Have you seen Creepshow?" He's like, "Have you seen Halloween?" <laughs> and then like you know, we just like and his parents also. He was like this. We went to Catholic school. His parents. He had a huge family also, and so he was the young one of the younger ones. So just everything was like you went into his brother's room. His Iron Maiden. Was, everything was ever, shout out the devil. Every record and like you know any movie like Faces of Death. Like you could do whatever you wanted to. Like there was no if you, you want to view like, paradise <laughs> simply look exactly. around and view it exactly <laughs> the 80s you can do pretty much anything <laughs> well i don't think people understand that um Terry's <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there's a hell of a lot of people who agree with you yeah. <laughs> what a great time <laughs> all you have to do is just read several chapters of the dirt to get an idea <laughs> of Jeez, dude. oh yeah that was so. another momentous experience here so i always like to joke the fact that you were one of the people that when we kind of our friendship introduction was through our friend brandon phillips uh yeah. through in the kansas city area here friend of the podcast the architects um but you turned me on to uh della morte della more oh god yeah and i dare say not cemetery man because this you got to understand josh was such a horror nerd that <laughs> you know you sought out like from the the resources that you know just two you know straight from italy you know a 35 millimeter print you know yeah. you are always that level of Tivoli. just yeah oh. do you you know uh, were you by any chance i got to see uh, dead alive i saw that at the, the Tivoli also yes yeah, yeah. Th that was the golden age back in the day i just saw mm -hmm. i thought you know uh, one of the coolest things on um i was at friday when you got the paper in the early 90s when you looked at the movie section yeah. they had those mm -hmm. ads and i just saw that image and that's how I kind of found out about that. Because, like, how else do you find out about stuff? Fangoria. But it's like. But then not on a local level. You'd have yeah. to go to the paper. There it wasn't was the any internet, internet back yeah, in the day. There was, yeah. You had to go to. And, like, you'd go straight to the art section. Exactly. And straight to the back of the art section. And you'd look for all that cool shit. And, you'd, again, it was like a, just 
a book of art galleries. 100%, yeah. That you were sold on the cover art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a gateway, and it was, God, such a lovely gateway. And it, again, we lead now. Here we are. We're going to be talking about a film that is over 30-some-odd years old, and it's a movie that we all still love. We're just, the fact we're still talking about it just yeah. shows what a kind of a community that horror creates, uh, a tribe, if you will, because, again, you talked about, oh, you need to see Creepshow, oh, you need to see Halloween, and how that just stimulates... Oh, yeah. Dare I, almost like the trape trading, day, trading days back in the day, yeah. you know, just, you know, oh, have you seen this? Oh, no, you need to see this. And it was like almost like I, it's the litmus test things. Yep. You know? Well, with the movie we're getting into also, if you meet a fellow like person at anywhere and anywhere and you say like at a bar and you're like, you're like, what's one of your favorite movies? And they say Friday the 13th Part 5. You know, you have a friend for life. <laughs> that or Cyborg or Cyborg. You know you're, you're going to be buddies for the rest of your life. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, you know, like you don't have to talk to anyone else there because everyone else kind of like just, you know. It's it's the secret it. language. It's coded language. Yep. It's it's wonderful. Well, even a friend of the podcast, Patrick Bromley from the Corpse Club of this movie, he's definitely a Friday Five enthusiast. And I definitely think there's more people coming to the side of Friday Five. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's going to uh, create some interesting conversation here. Uh, but what we do here on the, for our commentary tracks is we have everything queued and lined up here. We have paused the screen right before the Paramount logo kicks in. Mm-hmm. So fire up your Blu-ray, your DVD, your VHS copy, yeah. LaserDisc Laser potentially. Disc. I think Anyone it's a with hard one to find on laser. Di- well, I think it's all. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I think I all high laser discs are hard one to find. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. And if you are streaming, make sure you're doing it legally, please. Yes. Uh, but we're going to line everything up, and then we're going to do a lethal weapon style, where we're going to go three, two, one, and then we're going to push play. Again, so get everything lined up, gang. We're going to go ahead and get started. So, genius, you ready? Yep. Let's Josh, do this. you ready? Yes, sir. All right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and do our countdown. Three, two, two one, play. And as we bathe in the familiar, warm Paramount logo here, like just a, it's just a big old hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, we begin anew a Nightmare Junkhead fan commentary track for Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. And once again, we have no affiliation with any of the makers, the film people, anybody who's even seen the movie. We're just fans that want to talk about it. I'm so, buddies with Feldman, guys. Come on. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, excuse me. That's a, that's you. You dropped that name there. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, but uh, before we get started, uh, this is Greg D. <laughs> I'm Genius McGee. And we are joined by just an, an enchilada expert, uh, Josh Berwinger. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, so this is actually probably one of the first Fridays we get in quite a while that it doesn't start with a previously on Friday the 13th. Right. This is more like a continuation of part four which was our last commentary track that we participated here in uh but for our first time guest here josh do you Oops. remember your first time seeing friday the 13th part five i'm pretty sure it was five that i, I remember seeing five watching it also at kevin's house and um kevin adley um with the, who i was talking about when i watched the gateway friend the gateway friend <laughs> um best friend definitely and um I remember the, you know, because I, I can remember the um, scene, um, you know, with the with what's her name, and uh, they're they're frolicking around in the yeah. in the forest. But right when that was happening, I remember someone, like, as everyone was around the TV watching, and um, there was a knock on the door, and someone goes, "The police are here." And then it was just like the older brother's friend. Oh my god! Not a climatic story, but no, no that's I mean, okay. Like, but it's still, I it's, do remember that. Yeah. 
Well, so I, was it just me or did that grave look extremely small for for Jason Voorhees? Because that looked like his grave. Dude, you know what I'm saying? And that's how it comes in the NECA toy package. It's extremely not to it scale. It looks so small. Because like when you were talking, I was listening, but I was also like, man, that is a small ass grave. Well, I guess it's important to point out as well. Is Billy Barty buried there or something? <laughs> you know how many worms are on Jason? On when they get when they get him out of the dirt here, mm-hmm. like I don't know. Like, I was gonna oh, say, did you do like five thousand three hundred and two? <laughs> like, well, like, could be close. Right? Josh really did his research. <laughs> right? I'm like, God damn! I didn't need. <laughs> it's like how many marbles are in this jar? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, what? Like, look at these worms just chilling out on Jason. Right? Like, I mean, like you. Look the at worms crawling. The the There's crawl no way out. that they would still but be on. But he's them. not even that buried that far down. It takes yeah. two palookas <laughs> yeah. and like two minutes, and they already got him already exhumed. He's well, only an inch in. And also, how excited were you <laughs> at the, the time? <laughs> Damn grave robbers! <laughs> at least look me in the eye. No, but how excited were you at the time when you saw Corey Feldman back? Because you were anticipating kind of where Friday the Thirteenth Part Four left off was the fact that Tommy is now going to be the new Jason. And here we have Corey taking time off from, I think, shooting the Goonies, actually. And oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so yeah. So the octopus comes in. <laughs> oh, now that would be a very interesting thing here. But I think it's interesting, the fact, that what would have happened to the franchise if we would have gotten part five with Corey Feldman? Would it have been and looked different than what we would have got what we got today with part five? Well, absolutely, with the uh, age difference at that. Because that was a little jarring. Okay, now I saw at least three worms oh, there. There was like there 14. was like five or six. Oh, oh all over the place. Oh, now see that oh. that would make me scared to die, be scared to die just knowing that many worms were going to be on you. But ultimately, yeah. Okay. Well, but, then you go. Then that way we should know. Then if you're um, technically, if we um, someone just spray painted his name on the tomb. But. It's very punk. It's very punk. <laughs> and we'll actually talk about the weird punk connection between this and a certain punk rock zombie film. Oh, yeah, yeah. As Jason does right from the. And you know what? Honestly, this is about the only time we get spoiler alert. Kind of true. The real right Jason. <laughs> he's just out of the grave. Give him I'm a break. Just, Come I'm on sorry. now. He's got fucking Bambi legs and shit. Right. He's he's been in there the entire time going wiggle your little toe, <laughs> wiggle your little toe, kill everybody. <laughs> but no, this is really about the only time you get actual Jason Voorhees Proper. in the film. Yeah, yeah, this and the you know, mirror a few, scene, the mirror scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and there's little. some genuinely good scary shots in this film. Yeah. But I guess we should talk about it. The fact that this is a film that for many spoiler years, alert. Is that oh, what yeah. you're going to get into? Well, no. I was just going to oh. say this is a film that for a lot of Friday fans, a lot of them disliked, and especially when it was immediately released. Oh, yeah. And I guess technically we will be talking spoilers here. So oh, if yeah. you haven't seen this film, if this is your first time watching it. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, no, 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 no. You really need to watch All this. Right, maybe. Maybe. Well, yeah. I've always liked to describe the commentary tracks as just kind of kicking back with some of your friends and just watching some yeah. great films. And I guess the great is what we should talk about here. And <laughs> flashback now. So we okay now we okay we realize that was a flashback. Didn't really happen. Dream sequence. Now see if it was Corey Feldman licensed to drive Corey Feldman, that'd make more sense. You know, I would have totally been down. Like with fucking that Mercedes era. Lane is one of the oh, uh, gosh, counselors. That was my first crush ever. Me too. Mercedes. One of them. That and Valerie Burton Ernie, for me. Which one? Which movie? Uh, from One Day at a Time, Barbara. Wow. I saw License to Drive and Monster Squad in a double feature. Oh, that'd be dope. In the theater. What's the dude's name? Uh, the um, paramedic. The, the sleazy paramedic? Yeah. 
the first instance of sleaze that we get with this film. Thank you, Danny <laughs> Stein. Oh my God, it he's is amazing. He might be like he's probably my favorite. Well, Gramps is my favorite in this movie, but he's probably second favorite. He has some of the best lines in the movie. Oh, the, well, and I guess this is the time also to address this. Maybe in the fact that why a lot of Friday fans don't like this is I the knew. sleaze factor with this one oh, yeah. brought to us by Danny Steinman, mm-hmm. um, who, if you're Straight not out of 42nd street, he's, his filmography is definitely, I'm and I'll admit it. I'm a fan of Savage streets. Dude, they just, that's another one. So, okay. If we get into, Crypticon Which I'm sure we will coming this weekend. Yes, Crypticon. Yeah, the, that's uh, happening right now. This particular yeah, it's going on as you listen to this. Da- it's going on right now. We will be there. Um, Danny Steinman. So Savage Streets. Linda Blair is here. Yes, she at is. Crypticon is the star of Savage Streets. Also, who is in um, Savage Streets is um, Linnea Quigley. Linnea Quigley. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, you have two characters from. Return of the Living Dead. Yes, we do. Um, and then also at Crypticon, um, Nick Castle will be there, yep. who plays um, Michael Myers. The Shape. And also directed Vernon Washington, a.k.a. Gramps, a.k.a. George from Friday 13 Part 5 in the movie The Last Starfighter. And basically the main reason I'm at Crypticon right now is to meet Nick Castle to just find out what type of guy Vernon was. Like, I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait. I don't want an autograph. I don't, I don't need anything. I just want to know what was, what was he like off. Because I can't find a lot of information. I've done a lot of research on Vernon Washington. He's my, probably one of my favorite actors ever. But um, he just always is bringing joy. He's just so happy. <laughs> He's just always having a good time. Like, you know he was the most positive person on the set. Like, Reggie probably just, like, like the day Vernon died is probably, like, one of the worst days of his life. That's and, uh, so I'm really excited to talk to Nick about Vernon Washington. I can almost guarantee that might be, no, probably not the first time, but one of the few times <laughs> someone's going to actually, that's, like, their level of inquiry. I don't want, I don't want Halloween. We just give me... <laughs> What was Vernon Washington like? Well, the, well, you know what? I think that's the best part of the convention scene now is the fact that you, when you have access to some of the people like that, you can inquire and you can find these things out. Yeah. yeah. And think about back in the day when you were watching films like this, when you were in, being introduced <laughs> to this particular kind of world with Joey. <laughs> and honestly, uh, maybe another reason why people don't like this one as much is from part it's four. It's mean. Yeah, this we is, had... This is, this is not quite throwing a kid down a wheelchair. Mean, Nothing but will meet Mark meet beat Mark. This is pretty. This is pretty sleazy and mean. What part? This. Oh. What? This movie. Oh, maybe that's why I like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like just, him sleazy and mean. I don't like Joey either, to be honest. I'm, you know, he's kind <laughs> of a dick. Like he's like he he's bragging about how good he is at laundry. It's like no one wants to hear that. Check this scene out that we need to kind of get so to this scene. Now I was going to really say, good at laundry. It's like, right? Nah. Like nobody gives a fuck, Joey. Yeah. Well, and this also kind of continues. I don't know if you could call Axel a sleazy paramedic. He's more of a sleazy mortician. <laughs> yeah. But, but this is, guy definitely continues that wonderful Friday the Thirteenth tradition. <laughs> it's not even Friday the Thirteenth with sleazy paramedics and morticians. They're Genre in the 80s, They're always sleazy. All the sleazy paramedics and the sleazy morticians are just staples of good genre fare. This is true. I here, think it's the it's, it a, it's a combination of the mustache. <laughs> this is Gilligan's favorite move. This is oh. <laughs> so. If you need to know a timestamp, we just got that wonderful tongue flickering there. 
And I'd like yeah. to think maybe uh, Freddy eventually took more inspiration. I know, you know, Nightmare came out in 84. This came out in 85. But come on now. <laughs> Freddy, Freddy does a little uh, method acting oh, there. Yeah, so I'm sure Robert yeah. England was uh, watching that. And that guy, I, don't, I think it is a combination of the <laughs> that mustache. Was, that was Robert England's like acting coach. <laughs> <laughs> no more tongue. <laughs> Come on, Robert, you can do this. Sleazier, sleazier. I'm a classically trained actor. Then we have two hippies who are running Pinehurst. Well, that's what's interesting with this particular is... They mean well. They do mean well, but this is not the first... This is actually not the first time we've come across, like, the hippy-dippy kind of philosophy. We had a chance to recently watch Alone in the Dark uh, from 1982 by Jack Shoulder, who was in... uh, Directed uh, Freddy Part 2, which features Mm -hmm. our all-time favorite... Yeah, yeah, it's a great, the, uh, great the Marshall scene. Bell scene. Uh, but the the same philosophy of this like really weird kind of hands off approach uh, to psychology, and you just know you put it in a genre film, bad things are gonna happen. But like his office, his character, his demeanor, and this whole like no, hippie, no one's no one's gonna you know tell you what you right? can do. It's, it's some freedom. It's like, a, it's like an after school special. The and the way is that kind of messed up. That's why everything is eventually off. That's what actually triggers Tommy. Right? Yeah, Everything's yeah, imbalanced. What... Maybe that summons like the spirit of Voorhees. Like right there, it looks really nice. The pillows are nice. And then back there's a cluster. And then there's like a walrus and two chimpanzees and like. And John it is Lennon. a family tradition. Yeah. Well, no, actually, help destroy, destroy a family tradition. A family yeah, tradition. I think it's talking about a cycle of violence. Pot- oh, ooh, Which getting is- deep here. Well, and technically. If you think about what is passed down from Jason to Tommy, mm-hmm. it is time to stop that cycle of abuse and trauma. Um, we get deep here. It's not just dick and fart jokes here on Nightmare Junkhead, although <laughs> I'm, we'll get there eventually. Uh, but here we actually get a little bit of exposition if you were coming into Friday the 13th Part 5 without seeing Parts mm-hmm. 1 through 4. We're going to get Tommy's trauma. Which is probably one of the best kills in the franchise when Jason slides down the machete. Oh, yeah. I, I know we're talking about four, but that's where we you know I brought up. And I still say the dog lived. <laughs> this thing. Well, yeah. and oh, yeah, I guess one of the good things oh. as well is the <laughs> fact that oh, yeah, yeah. we won't have as many people running through or being thrown through glass Sugar windows. Glass. Yes. The budget on this one, I think, went more to the sleaze right. than the glass. Uh oh. Now, dare we say, can Street we call this. Toughery? It's che- a nice Kershaw. Che- oh, damn. <laughs> Chekhov's knife, Chekhov's Kershaw, if we yeah. will. Yeah. Chekhov's Kershaw. That sounds like a Russian poet. A Russian blade. Yeah. A blade fine enough for a Russian. But what's interesting enough when he stashes it here, I remember back in the day you would stash maybe money under your mattress, illicit pornography, mm-hmm. but not necessarily. Armaments. <laughs> yeah, if you had parents that weren't cool, you stash your Megadeth records down there. That's right. You pray they don't stumble upon those. I would rather have pornography than, you know, have the Megadeth ah, show up. scare. Well, well, and okay. Well, speaking of some interesting and uh, questionable things, uh, Reggie the Reckless showing up here. I'm glad we're all of a certain age because I'm just going to l- give you a confession here. I can't drive by any bicycle shop without praying to God someone is not playing Neptune King of the Sea in the very back <laughs> because of our introduction here. No, exactly. You every know, time, every time you drive a bicycle store, you know there's some diddling going on. I hope not because that always really bothered me. I'm not going to lie. Um, if you different strokes for different <laughs> folks, I guess. But, you know, obviously our introduction here, Reggie the Reckless. Is that the same mask he was working on in part uh, four? No, it was not actually. So, interesting enough. It looked like it with the big eyes. I do like the fact that we do get a kind of a callback to the fact that, yes, Tommy Jarvis was like this Savini surrogate Mm -hmm. in part four. 
and it gives us that still connective tissue because that was one of the things that I think why people like part four so much was he was one of us. Mm-hmm. Like Purple I remember gobble. seeing yeah. the VHS uh, cover art for part four and on the backside, he's wearing that really weird alien mask playing Zaxxon. You're like, mm-hmm. what the hell kind of film is uh, this? Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't come until Jason X. Don't. Can't I never touch this, another man's mask. lead way. Not like you made him or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one demon has an earring. <laughs> he is a little. He, and I was He's in the left or right demon. ear. Left. Okay, so I would have done right. I did do right actually. <laughs> no, we come from a time when that was code. Remember that back in the I day. I do, but that isn't that weird. Isn't that so that? weird? It's, to it's mess with people. Weird. It is. It's that 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 was like yeah. That was the eighties. Yeah. Another 80s time. Weird. Another place. Indeed. Indeed. Um, it's kind of like maybe inspired Trickster from Brain Scan. Oh, trickster. (laughs) He, like AOL.com, he just didn't catch on. Okay, so this is kind of also something, this scene in particular, that I want... Oh, there he is, Vernon Washington. Look at at, Okay, watch this cut. Look at He's like, no, Richie, you stay here. Um, (laughs) Okay, this like kind of is like... This movie has so many characters, and this is a good scene to notice it. And it's not even all the characters in it. And there's really no... I feel like there's no main character, almost. I know it's supposed to be Tommy, and I know it's kind of supposed to be Roy, but it focuses on everyone almost mm-hmm. the equal amount of time. And so you're supposed to keep track of all these characters, and every one of them is so different. And I know they're at a halfway house, and they're supposed to be different, but even the ones who aren't at the halfway house... Including Miss uh, Debbie you know? Sue Voorhees. What? No, I agree, and yeah. I think the fact that they wanted to go back to a more... Who done it yeah, approach, yeah. and I think by introducing like type thing. so many more people, yeah. you get so many more potential it's just, suspects. It's too much. It is too much. Well, and again, I think that's Make another thing from part four to part five. That with part four, you kind of do care for some of the characters, yeah, mm-hmm. for the most part. And then part five, there's just a lot of fodder. They are. They're a bunch of red shirts. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, here comes, see here comes Ethel. Oh no, <laughs> oh, Ethel and Junior. Are again, they're, they're cartoon great. characters. Yes, right? they are. Yes, but that t- and it tells you exactly Horse what kind of film. Shit. <laughs> you know when she gives the finger really fast. Oh it's yes, like she does. A half second, like she did want them to see maybe. Well, apparently the wig she's rocking in this film, yeah. she was uh, wearing. She apparently was in the uh, Burt Reynolds movie yeah. Sharky's Machine, which is another one that's really worth a rewatch. Uh, Bernie Casey is in that film. Yeah, nice. but apparently that was a wig from that film. She played a hooker in it or an under. Um, and they loved it so much that she, you really, <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> she's so filthy in this yeah, film. She is. But again, the tell it just this movie is elevated, and it just you can tell from the tone that it's definitely such as you know stark contrast from part four to part five. But I think that's why I li- I actually like it because you do get a different Pull experience. Your fucking brains out, yeah, yeah, you do. And I think it's also different though, still from like Halloween three. Certainly, it's like three is just a whole other. They wanted to go a different route, also, and they went in a way. Right, initially was panned, but found a cult audience down the line. Yeah, and And like this is still well. And I think another thing of it is like with part three, horror fans we like getting tricked, but we don't like getting fooled. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're saying saying you got fooled in this one, and that's a contingency a lot of people. Yeah, like and same thing with part three of Halloween. With uh, uh, it's not Michael Myers. Well, no. All you have to do is look at the titles after the ones that stew astray. Right from part three, we have uh, the return of Michael Myers. Part six in this one is Jason lives. They're telling you in the title. Oops, sorry, we're bringing those people back. Right. 
But ultimately, Part 5, like I said, it was penned in it. Well, actually, technically, it did make money because it was a Friday film in the 80s. It made, of course it, it did. Money. Of course there was did. always, but I think audience reaction uh, initially, uh, ah, now, uh, God rest his soul, Mark Venturini here, uh, our first technically, at least on screen, connection to Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you think this swinging the vax is a way, is a joke? It's, it's a way of life. Uh, what the, what and the? our buddy Joey. Dude, look how many candy bars he has. I think it's five. <laughs> He's constantly eating candy bars. They're busting out of every pocket. And also, how does Violet hear, not hear what Joey says here, but she's talking to the other girl while doing laundry? Uh, The magic of films. I mean, I just like, (laughs) I don't get this. But you know what? Like we were talking earlier, it's like, Joey, I mean, come on. I mean, he's, listen, I mean, he is another cartoon character. Yeah. I mean, dare I say they made him go full, like, crazy, just, you know, it's insane. He's like Sheldon, if Sheldon was even worse. Right? Right. Well, and also, he's just, he's going to be technically our our trigger. You know, Mm -hmm. spoiler alert here, he has a connection to our eventual, the reveal. He's doing laundry. And then, like, what's, the other thing that's always made me wonder about this film is, like, how come everyone's so old? Like, shouldn't they be like... It's a really bad halfway house, like, unfortunately. Know, it's kind of like... Um, uh, what's the other movie you directed? I already forgot uh, what we were talking about earlier. Savage Streets. Savage Streets. It's oh, like yeah. those that punk gang, they're like, they've got to be pushing 40. A, b- a bad part of height. Well, that's those are street toughs, man. And they, those frightened me to death back in the day. Yeah. But of course, in the 80s, I mean, you had the 20 and 30 year olds that were playing that type because of right. well, oh, the, yeah, totally. the content of the, the material, though, you had to. Yeah. You know, if you think <laughs> Linda about Blair it. Linda Blair was in high school. She was like 27 in that. Exactly. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, what's her name from 90210? Gabrielle Cartier. Mm-hmm. She, she was in her. like 70, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, and it's, I, I think, are they trying to inspire a little sympathy with Joey at this point? Where, I don't know. As an audience, are you supposed to kind of like, oh, that poor guy? Or in this case, well, is like Josh is saying, you're like, no, this is a horror movie. We want to see him get his... his if if well, I were a character in this movie, I'd be Vic right here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I agree with everything. Like, I don't want one of those chocolate bars. How does she hear He's like, this? what an asshole. Yeah, I know. I agree with them. Like, what an asshole. Like, he, right? and he by, offered half, but he needed half for later, yet he had like 24 hiding in his sweatshirt. And why is he in a sweatshirt when everyone else is like in like cutoffs and like enjoying the summer? He likes his candy bars melty, apparently. He's so he's just Catholic. so very melty. <laughs> he's preparing for later, as you would do at a halfway house. Come on. No, I agree. There's some really weird candy bar continuity going on here. Uh, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he plays Look how old he is crazy and psychotic, though, so well, though. Oh, and by yeah. all accounts, Mark Venturini was like just a gentle giant. Yeah. But at this point, he's telling him, leave, leave, leave me alone. Me alone. Yeah. Like, they, legitimately, he's, but ultimately. I like how he doesn't have a short fuse. He has no fuse. <laughs> <I know>. Right. <laughs> he's just a straight powder keg. <laughs> and at this point, There's dare I say. Later. Yeah. <laughs> And it's kind of funny that a candy bar technically triggers the entirety <laughs> from here on out. Right. It's like a weird MacGuffin that is just the ultimately. And now this is what. Here comes Frank Drebin. Everywhere it goes, something reminds me of her fucking axe in the back. <laughs> okay. This is another really good scene. The other um, oh, paramedic, this. when he uncovers the body, when and he says bas- to him. What to himself out loud. Doesn't he call them a bunch of pussies? Yeah. What a oh, bunch of pussies. Again, going straight to the sleazy paramedic trope 
right. that Danny Steinman is only going to kind of really enhance. And a lot of the kills, interestingly enough, were really, dare I say, again, in true Jason fat fashion, butchered yeah. by the MPAA. Uh, this was the time of the uh, the PMRC, Tipper Gore in mm-hmm. Congress, and so a lot of these Gore horror shadow. films were ultimately really cut down. And this is a film where you don't get a lot of the gore; you get a lot of the the, the cutaways, the editing. Yeah. But yeah. what they did instead was they piled on the sleaze, the gratuitous nudity that mm-hmm. we'll touch upon here very soon, uh, because oh my goodness, we're uh, you know thirty minutes into it and we haven't seen any boobs. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to happen. Uh, potentially, and I wonder why we're focusing so much on this random paramedic here. Yeah, and I wonder why everyone's staring outside and he had to un- take the cloth off of it. Right. Like, why yeah. couldn't we just like put the body? And there the it bush? is. <laughs> I think that's the thesis statement for this film, actually. Right. You with bubble gum. Come on, bro. Well, we, you know, we actually, we need that rookie that's like puking his guts over on the side, you know, the, the new guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't handle. I do like the fact that we did <laughs> see some of the pieces. So good. Well, and imagine seeing this for the first time. It just, why are we, why right? is there so much time spent here? Why are we getting this grief shot? It just seems so weird. And, but you know what? Better off they do it this way. Yeah. Blue eyes. The, he is kind of a handsome oh, man. I'm not going to lie. He's, he's a tall man. Okay, this, here we go. Another scene where it's like, where are these guys going? Like, where are they going? Like, where? What year do they think it is? Also, <laughs> the fact that they're a bunch the of greasers. Yeah. It's like gonna go to Cam Crystal Lake. It's, it's like they grease, grease lightning. And they also don't like each other. No, so no. There's out? a lot of animosity like, between them. Well, funny. On, maybe they're frenemies. Was that guy right there? Was Look uh, Josh? How mad he is. You may remember this. There's a movie called Biloxi Blues. Do you remember that one with, with Matthew, Matthew Broderick? Broderick? I don't. Think he I played know. one. Oh, it's a great, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, he played uh, one of the. Uh, it was a, a, a kind of a army recruit movie. Yeah. But this guy plays one of the recruits, and I always loved him in that film. Just so to see him here, and there he is right there. Was he's, that earlier? Yeah, it was. Um, actually, no, I think it would have been a little bit later. Okay, so he's just kind of. But house. it was always such a weird thing to see him go from Paul Simon to Danny Steinman. You're right. like, wow, that's such a. What you could only get in the 80s to go mm-hmm. from like a genre film to something a little bit classier, and ultimately to end up cannon fodder in a Friday film. It's a greaser. Well, is there some weird no, time warp in there, the vicinity? There, there, I have a big theory on this, actually. That That's funny you said that. Okay, perfect and, segue. Well, I don't know if I... I'm working on a book about this movie. Do tell. Please tell. each chapter is about each character and how <laughs> they got to Pinehurst. And there's... They do go through a warp. Okay, like so they're is Pinehurst driving like to some a sort party of... party in 1958, and... All of a sudden, their car breaks down. They see this. Well, at first, they. Well, I don't want to give it all away. Okay, yeah. Right. But like. All roads lead to Pinehurst. It's like, how did all these people get here? And like, Demon's like, character, it's like, he's never been around the world. He's actually never been out of the state. Like, but he, he just like, he's just watching someone's trailer and like, Reggie thinks he's the coolest, you know? Right. Think, so it's like, and then what's his name? Um, the paramedic. The, and uh, you can't say a sleazy paramedic because it's like, then which one? Which one? He, this dude, yeah, he was mustache a, man. He was a high school fo- quarterback, like a star, and he broke his ankle in the champ in the, his leg in the oh, championship game. Oh, so is game. he totally living so in the past? Like, That's why he's yeah. wearing his Letterman's jacket. Uh, Ooh, Josh, I, I um, like this newsletter, and I think I want to subscribe to it. It's right? gonna, I'm hoping to have it done by the end of the year. Now, also, dare I say a shout out here to uh, Return of the Living Dead as well with the road flares, but <laughs> instead of a naked Linnea. <laughs> you ever think about all the different ways there is to fix a car? <laughs> 
Oh, they pay homage to this scene in um, the Friday Thirteenth video game for PS4. Yes, they do. If anyone, and that's a pretty play. solid kill as oh, well. Fun game, dude. It's so amazing. Yeah, it is. If you play and online, you, and let me know. I'll play. Cool. Play. Throwing your music's my PS4 name. To there play it is. 13. There it is. Get on. Get online, I gang. I play anytime with anyone. Nice. Well, and I'm I'm a kind of uh, I have an aversion to modern gaming. The just too many buttons. But I've watched. I've that's a fun game to sit back and watch. It's out of, it's out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those death mm-hmm. scenes. Some of like... you can do is great. <laughs> and the Plus fact, the fact that... that you can kill Shelly. Oh. Fuck yes! Yeah. He's the first one I go for every well, time. Well, also Jason. let's get yeah, you see one other dude, but then you're like, eh, I'll warp it. Shelly. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that dude, I think it gives credence to the level of popularity and that Part Five has, too. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. As Roy has Roy's become a bad. character. No, he's actually really good. Yeah, he can he's get through really doors really well. Two and five are good because they come with more traps. Oh. But here you get you get it went up and then it came down. It's like you didn't see; you just but you saw the aftermath. But that was enough to be like, yeah, that was a good kill. You know, and it's not a bad kill. No, it's not a bad kill, but it's like. Now, this, strangely enough, is where we get, I guess, another side of Tommy Jarvis, because not only, he's multifaceted, because not only is he great at making masks, but I think, you know, eventually down the line, we find out he's really good at, like, self-defense and kung fu. And yeah. sweating. Like yeah, Buster and sw- Rhymes in yeah. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Took a sweet motherfucker. Is, maybe is, is, is the, has that been missing from uh, the Friday franchise, like a, a hip-hop star? Well, Fre- Freddy versus Jason. Well, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah technically, had, Desti- had, had a Destiny's, Destiny's child. child. Yeah, the oh, one yeah. of the Destiny's children. Where, uh, where, when you get the f bombs dropped in '80s films, the cat, and I'm not talking about the word "fuck," but there was other f bombs. You know, yeah. it's always a little uncomfortable when that one drops in a film made in like 2000. Dude, you're like, wow, dude. Savage Street has Destiny. that word in it so many times. <laughs> and now again, we got a we got a great shot actually here. And we we've talked so much about the but like the fact that this is Tommy's this is technically kind of Tommy's film. He's got abs. And we mm, have to mm. we have to play on the fact that is he actually crazy the Jason in this film? Is he yeah. the one that Good has call. been the fact is did he oh, rope flare him? Okay. This is this is something that I have to this is we might have to be silent oh, for okay. this. One of the best scenes ever. An homage of uh, yeah. Mr. Vernon. Everyone turn your volume up. <laughs> Gosh, isn't Vernon the best? <laughs> Only for you will we crank up the volume there, He's Mr. So Boehringer. Positive. <laughs> like, look at him. Dare movie. I say a feel-good moment <laughs> in a movie that doesn't deserve a nice feel-good moment? Yeah, right? You guys are talking about all the sleaze and all the after school like, special and shit. He's yeah. like, come here, everything's forgiven. Yeah. Well, like know, the end of a sitcom. It's a palate cleanser, is yeah. what it is. It's the it's the hot shower you need in the midst of a Danny Steinman film. You get it with him because they just <laughs> killed a person with special needs with an axe in the back. They just killed two <laughs> greasers, and now why not have a tender moment? So, but ultimately, like in every Friday film, everyone exists. To be simply to die. die. Every it's like those fucking chickens that are raised in like fucking at Colonel Sanders's place. They're just, <laughs> just there to with die. Them. Just there to die. Now I think uh, how did you identify with any of the kids when you were growing up with this film? Like you know, with Violet being the one that's like into the music. Just Gramps. Gramps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even Joey. from a young age. I was Joey. With, with <laughs> I like chocolate. I bars. Liked chocolate. <laughs> to do laundry. I mean, we probably all thought Demon was cool. Of course. Yeah. We all probably thought Court was cool from part six. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, of course. You know, 
But from this one, yeah, probably just Gramps. But ultimately what was nice is, kind of like with part four where you had the kid surrogate with uh, Corey Feldman, is you do get another kid surrogate with Reggie the Reckless, which I like. Mm -hmm. Because they knew who their audience was. Yeah. Let's face it, I mean, these are rated R movies, but how many of us saw these saw movies? Saw these way before we were 18. And yeah. it's kind of funny when I think about that now with like, and I was listening to the movie Crypt recently and they were talking about how they're kind of freaked out that certain kids are watching Wrong Turn 2 and Hatchet at young ages, but yet we all watched these films at young ages. Right. And I think for the most part, we're all pretty okay. Mm -hmm. I watched Faces of Death like when I was, you know, in fourth grade, and that's right. Where, You're that like made, 13, made, 14 watching Faces. Younger than that, because I, I moved to Kansas and when I was 10, so I had to be like eight. Oh shit! And like, it but made hey, me, the best thing about it, it made me want to be a vegetarian for a while. You there know? you go. I remember that cow scene. That oh yeah. Stomach yeah. Falling out. Well, and that's the, most horror fans you find are some of the most cool, intelligent people on the planet. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just because not necessarily the catharsis element of horror, but we address the demons in all of us through right. this, you know? Yeah, most of us don't fit in. Now, here we go. Also, Here's so. Now, someone's been messing with his stuff here. You know, hands off the mask. That that's just... <laughs> And that guy's almost like a buddy-esque from just one of the guys because yeah, he's he very is. horny oh, yeah. and he's rocking like these yeah. the red plaid sleeveless yeah. shirts. Sleeveless shirts. Hey, babe. Look how hard he's hitting him, too. Well, and here we go. We get yeah. Tommy sure, Jarvis <laughs> MMA fighter. Right? Yeah. My like, God, he's thrown it. He's dead. He's gone through the table. He broke him in half. He's broken in half. <laughs> but again, it actually gives you an insight. Oh, he's got a trigger now. Mm -hmm. How quick yeah. he was to act out. So, of course, well, you they're know ultimately laying, setting Ooh. him up. In fairness, that's as a possible rules. Jason. Don't fuck with this shit. You fuck with, you, you fuck with me, you get fucked with. That's fair. Um, and again, here we get. <sighs> now, where do. Let me ask you this, not to give anything away, uh -huh. but with Ethel and Junior, are they part of a weird time warp? Like, where do these characters exist? Because look at him. That is. Where has that existed? Because Friday has always gone campy, but this is that next level of camp. Dude, I'm waiting for... Because I know a lot of people give Friday the 6th, Friday Part 6, a lot of, you know, gruff because it's more of a comedy, horror comedy. But, I mean, this is... This is a cartoon. But I enjoy it because it tells you exactly what it is. Well, what about the drifter? Oh, the drifter. I mean, what... It's like, not Harvey why, Keitel. Why add this guy? You want to see my I penis? Mean, we we needed another <laughs> like Larry Keitel. Yeah, Larry Keitel. <laughs> but I did a bad thing. <laughs> Ain't gonna show you my penis, but I'll show you my butt cheek. I don't think they've ever cleaned the shit out of the chicken coop. <laughs> yeah, that's like, there's no way. It's, it's, also not, insane. Right, it's not no longer a chicken coop. It's entirely made out of shit. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> it's just like it's just molded. <laughs> And give it, yeah, give it, all you need to do is look at their kitchen to tell you if the chicken coop's been cleaned. Yeah. Come on now. Ugh. That guy can't even clean himself. You know that place is gnarly. <laughs> like, look at all the, he can't even get the food into his mouth from the bowl. It's, change goddamn shirt. And, and again, this is the, the vulgarity in this film as well. Like, you always got a lot of, like, F-bomb, again, the non, -F, the normal F-bombs. <laughs> Look how crazy she is. She hates she's at another level. But he and, thinks she's so cool. My mom, my mama <laughs> told me to bring home some dinner. You know, just like. <laughs> Here we go again. Uh oh, Ooh, Roy in the background. Could that be a change? Is he a uh, funny thing? He was first thing here on the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you stuck into me like that. We love that. Now, no, when you, Roy. When you see it the first time, it means nothing 
absolutely nothing, but damn it, the hundredth time oh, you God, see it, yeah. it's delicious, oh, is it God. not? Yeah. This is my favorite Friday the 13th movie. There, and that's why I'm so glad you were able to come on here, because when we do these, we do films we love. We don't do films that we like ironically. We, right. we yeah, do films, because yeah. I, and I'll say this, I like mm. this film. <laughs> like this film like. but Josh that's why we <laughs> we'll do part six eventually this is why we had you because you are a you love this film yeah I love it it's, it's I just the, oh look no at this. this guy so yeah this, this, is the, this is the quarterback this fucking this dude this is the quarterback this fucking dude but you know what I can't hate him I cannot hate him one fucking bit he's because great. he has got game because she's a fox hey so one other thing I want to call out before it happens. So when there's a jump scare coming up with the cat, look at how the cat lands. You can tell some somebody dude, threw it, and it hits face first into yeah. the in the booth. No cat lands like that. So you know someone was just like some unnatural cat wrangling yeah. went on. I don't know. I've seen Owen eat it a few times, <laughs> jumping on things. Fucking well, lazy. Maybe it, maybe it's a cat from a halfway house, so it's not all there. I mean, so it's the a, faculties, you it's know, a big <laughs> halfway cat, halfway cat. <laughs> I will say, you know, there's something there's again something dirty these, hot about waitresses, like of like, course, of course, those southern waitresses, you know, like well, this, what'll it be, hon? This film serves to, like, dare I say, titillate, because mm-hmm. here we are. There is absolutely no need, and I grew up in the heyday of '80s films, like Josh mentioned and we mentioned before. Yeah, no yeah, girl does this. This was the internet. Yeah. <laughs> this is what is streaming all over in you know now. But back in the day, that was our glimpse, and then this right. Yeah, no girl, no girl. Like, well, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe I mean, they do. I'm not maybe a girl. I'm, not a woman. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that if I was actually if, changing in a mirror. Hey, have you ever you know done what? it with your wiener? <laughs> like, got a full mirror and just like busted your shorts. Someone goes, it's showtime. It's, it's showtime. showtime. Overture, curtain lights. This is it tonight. Tonight, (laughs) I actually have before. (laughs) It's show. Oh lord. uh, Maybe this is going to have to become a premium episode. We might have to go to Patreon for that. (laughs) For that little nugget of uh, wisdom there, insight. Now, is this the first time we had cocaine on Friday the Thirteenth film? Yeah. Yeah. And Bianca. This is eighty-five. So this is. what, is there another time? I'm sure there were. I think oh, there were maybe back in, references. Back in like seven and eight, there's tons of coke in the, on the boat. No, yeah, but I'm oh, talking yeah, like the right, first, the right, first right, instance. Right. I think this might be the no. first instance. A lot of pot, yeah, but no coke. I don't really not like any of the. I mean, like after um, Manhattan, I'm like they check, all have their out. merits. I can yeah. and I dig the fuck out of X, and I dig the fuck out of the remake. I oh, know yeah, I, I would. I, I do not, but that's cool. And again, that's the beauty of the franchise. Yeah, yeah, totally. What I like about it is there's so many ways that you can actually watch it because mm-hmm. you know it's tough. Here's that cat. Sorry, I'm not. Oh no, 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 wait for she it. She doesn't do the Linnea lipstick. Thank God oh, that could have gone a different way. It's we had to wait sugar. three more years for that. That's what I wake up and say every night. Every day? Every it's morning. It's your mantra? Every night. I do. Girl, you're so calm. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh! Oh! <laughs> See? That cat fucking eats it. Dude, have you really seen a cat land like that? No, that was really I'm rough. telling you, he's a goddamn oaf. Well, but, I guess yeah, diner no, cats are a different should, breed. Right? And I don't know if I'd want a restaurant with a cat hanging around in there. Yeah, what's up with that, too? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a small like, restaurant. Right? It's a the... diner. It's a diner. And cats' hair is everywhere. Did you see so... where the bathroom was? It was right, right next right to the kitchen. There. It's like... that's, a, that's a gas station diner, dude. Yeah, that's very that's, small. So I don't know if I'd want a cat. I think that's a health code violation. I think that is, too. And this is back in the day when you could eat a sandwich from Quick Trip and it was still a questionable decision. Right. Back in 85. Ooh, that was yeah. a fun kill. It still sort of is. That was a great... And apparently, the when they made the initial 
initial dummy head, mm-hmm. they gave him a full head of hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they had to shave it. And I, I like a wink to continuity. The fact that they did shave it apparently made it a better like target for him. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that they did care enough yeah. to do that because that's I'm sure costs some money. But I'm sure they saved by just showing a little, you know, the boobage there earlier. And if it's not the cat in the diner and it's a stray cat, that's even fucking worse. Yeah, how'd it get in the diner? Right? She probably feeds it. Probably. Dare you say a stray cat strut? (laughs) Right. Does it have cat style (laughs) class? Where where could he have gone? Well... uh, we 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 exist in a Friday the Thirteenth franchise where characters like this again exist to merely be offed. She oh. was she w- was created to show her boobs and now die. Mm-hmm. Oh. And this film is only ninety minutes long, but and again the transgress- transgressions do go from smoking pot to snorting coke, right. and you're guilty. And <laughs> would she had been okay? Would this killer? Because I'm not going to say who the killer is because it is a whodunit. But this would here it is. And this is actually a pretty decent kill as well. This is a year after Savage Streets, right? Yeah, actually, I think Savage Streets would have been maybe 82 or 83. Even. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was 84. But it may have been maybe. 84. You might be we'll right. go to the IMDb here in a minute. Um, they only made these two movies, too, right? Didn't he only direct he two? He really movies? did only direct two. Why? Um, no. I don't know. Well, probably. Because they saw these two <laughs> movies. <laughs> Like two's enough. Two strikes you're out. There is I mean there is a reason why people are a little divisive. Now this is actually a really good shot, dare I say, John Carpenter esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the way we get a little Jason shot here. No, I really like this one. And this is where you do get some really nice elements in this film with some horror beyond just the fact that now <laughs> Confession time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this upcoming scene here, and I think I speak for many of us, was uh, very transformative. But now this right here, that's a great, great shot. Great shot. Again. Yeah, it is. And uh, obviously what's coming up yeah. is is Tommy the killer. Because the way everything transitions is he noticed the little couples going off to cavort. Mm-hmm. We get the Jason uh-huh. shot. Uh-huh. We don't get the Jason shot. Again, it's all setting this up. And then eventually, maybe, do we get any more Roy sightings from here? Or I think that was probably the last one with him going, hey, are you talking to me, yeah. the audience? Because I thought you was talking to me. <laughs> There's no one else he is to be talking oh, to. Oh, I just noticed something I kind of haven't noticed before Then you were calling that scene out. Did you notice all the chickens? Yeah. yeah. So are they right on Ethel's, like, like, literally, like... <laughs> Five feet away? Is that like, and the cops are trying to keep them off of her land? I thought, like, I've always had in my mind that she's like. And the geography was, yeah, maybe across the way. A mile away, you know? I think, honestly, yeah. But now I'm starting to think she might be, like, right next door, because that's where the chicken, they don't have chickens. Do they have chickens? Well, then maybe maybe they do. Maybe, Maybe like, it's a pet project thing. Yeah, maybe. That's true. But there's not not a lot of security going on at this halfway house. I mean, these people obviously have needs, right? You have two going off to fuck. Who knows? They probably have sex addictions. That's not helping their addictions. You have a girl... it's just madness. Yeah, uh, it is. It's well, it's, maybe is this film an indictment on like the mental health system of the '80s? Right. Again, you know, we maybe need a more rigid mental health system. Otherwise, we're going to lose these kids a lot deeper than a lot of people know. Well, potentially, you know, that's why I think there's layers to a Friday film. Well, honestly, in an all sincerity, I think with really elevated horror, you do get the social satire. You do get cool commentary, mm-hmm. a la Romero, Craven. 
But when you're, when, but you know, who wants that with a Friday the Thirteenth film? Mm-hmm. You know, with a Friday the Thirteenth film, you want good kills, nudity. It's showtime. Exactly, and <laughs> you Friday want the that five. last scene that we just had. <laughs> and you're gonna get it quite a bit here with Miss Debbie Sue Voorhees. Um, you introduced me to the video. Uh, the band is it. Uh, is Wolfie okay or where's Wolfie? Where's something like that? Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen that one, Josh? I'm not. It's a really cool video. These guys recreated. It's a bunch of kids watching Friday the Thirteenth Part Five on VHS, and this kid gets transfixed on this scene, and then he finds himself in the video. It's it's kind of it's a lovingly kind of nod to nostalgia because obviously when you see this entire like not like he's transported and i mean they're putting like, it on he, the wall they're putting yeah. it on the wall there's some getting ready to get down like, right they're yeah. just a, but the video in itself he's in there and it's just you know when you have that transformative experience watching this stuff that first time growing dare in an 85 i probably saw this on video i know i saw it on video the first time so probably 86 i was 10 mm-hmm. so you know transformative years yeah right yeah, yeah. But this is the this is the scene when I think the gratuity went to the next level, and this scene in and of itself was apparently cut down drastically as well. Was it the brown bunny? Were they really going at it? <laughs> well, she apparently, has some dope guest jeans on. Oh, I noticed that too. She's uh, those are now called mom jeans, and she's got the green <laughs> tag. Yeah. Now wait, wasn't it the green? Now was the green tag for girls and red tag for guys? I don't know. I've really never worn men's pants. <laughs> well, with your slim figure, why would you? Come well, on now. Just, Accentuate no, those hips. I mean, like, I guess <laughs> I, I had one pair of Z Cavaricis, I guess. Z Cavarici? Yeah. Did you buy them at a merry-go-round? I bought, I bought um, man, merry-go-round. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. I was scared to go in there. Oh, okay. Now, not only are they be engaging in sex here, now oh. they are smoking the doobie. Uh-oh. And I believe on the Jason checklist, that's yep, uh, at least that's, two. Yeah. We'll get into now again we're getting here we're getting a shot we think it's jason but it is revealed here to be one larry oh, yeah. Keitel. <laughs> yeah larry hey i saw this film a uh, bad <laughs> lieutenant this uh car they pulled him over in the scene here so apparently this love making scene went on forever in when they were shooting it and they cut it down drastically but apparently danny steinman on the set was just being like Super vulgar and just like effort, do this, grab her, really, like making people really uncomfortable. But obviously, Larry Keitel is not our Jason, and Uh, it's just again. If he finished cleaning the shit out of the coop, (laughs) didn't look like it. Uh No, not at all. There than he had. Yeah, he did. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new shirt. Only has one hole. Um, (laughs) that's the shirt. That's this is my peeping shirt. Um, just in case. And Wait, as a yeah no it's, oh yeah I was thinking of man we keep going back to um, Savage Streets yes yes um, and like some of the, those scenes are very vulgar brutal like some of the brutal. like the first nudity scene when the gang rips a girl's shirt off oh it's yeah. horrible the guy with the who does never wears a shirt yeah like feels like, like they're not made to titillate they're made to make you feel just ew. yeah. Uh, and again, I don't think you could make those kind of films with that aesthetic nowadays. I don't know if I could that be comfortable that naked out in the woods, out in the middle of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. I mean, not at that's all. extremely And then vulnerable. we get, dare I say, a Cropsy-esque kill coming up here with the shears. Mm, very Cropsy. Which um, came in 82, so maybe they're paying a watch. But honestly, what makes this is the crunch. crunch. Mm. All in the sound. A classic kill. Yeah. Works really well. And it, at Theater of the Mind, actually. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those scenarios. It's so weird because you just had, like, 
four unadulterated minutes of tit shots, and then they're like. Oh, but we can't show the boot. We can't show the blood. Again, we lived in a right. really weird time in the 80s where we were more concerned of the... Well, actually, really was more of the sex than the violence. So this is kind of a really odd, oddly balanced film mm-hmm. in that way. And this is something I've always thought about with the Friday films. They're not necessarily auteur films by any means. But like with these two films, you know, Danny Steinman does bring the sleaze element. Uh, Tom McLaughlin in part six kind of brings the more gothic comedic element. Mm-hmm. And you had the more distinct voices, but for the most part, they were by committee and like, this is just what you need to provide and produce. Now, this is a nice little reveal here. This is what you call cognitive dissonance. Boobies to bloody eyes. Well, you got all the Mm. bees in that one. uh, Are you happy with your awkward boner now, kids? <laughs> now this is this actually is a great kill. Yeah, uh, yeah but yeah. continuity issues here. Watch, he's he's going clockwise now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going clockwise. Hey, 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 hey. And finally, we're gonna get it. Ooh, counterclockwise. <laughs> but that's a lethal kill. That's a good one. And it is, and it's another one all built in the sound design, mm-hmm. which I take my hat off. Question: to you. Would that really uh-oh. work? Would that work? Yeah. I would assume so. She's doing us a great favor. Mm. <laughs> Let us. <laughs> She's a great favor. Like that's such a great favor. There's gravitas in that line. Right? Come yeah. on. She's we'll acknowledge that. Favor, we always acknowledge like... that there. So if you're playing along at home, we are about 46 minutes into the film. We're about halfway through a Friday the 13th yes. film. And what I always love is I think when the major kill counts always come in, uh-huh. it's always forewarned by usually like a storm. Yeah. And that's what's great is eventually we're going to get that. Yeah. Um, but it's basically we're still at this point. We were kind of like through the we're almost in the appetizer section. We really haven't hit the main course of kills. I think we're getting right there. We it's just kind of nonstop. Yeah. yeah. It's movie, just, you know. It's got kill and then five minutes of like well, dialogue and story and then kill and then nudity and then like it's not break like the end of trick and... or treat which takes about like way too long you yeah know? which uh, a film we love here on the podcast but yeah that well, ending is kind of brutal it's, yeah it takes the pacing so is bad because it's great all the way up until you know that's yeah. one of those movies that always sticks out to me when someone's like it's like a trick or treat ending you know no one knows what you're talking about except like four people but <laughs> Sammy Kerr <laughs> smiling somewhere. Yeah. But, like, this one is, you know, it's pretty, yeah, pretty little dialogue. And yeah. Is, you know, kill. I bet that doing us both a great favor, he's just like, get the fuck out of here, Reggie. I don't think so. Well, sadly. I think Grant, look at him. He's so excited. Reggie's going on one of his first, like, journeys without he's going on Grant. an adventure, yeah. This like, is, is look at them both turn at the same That's time true. there. I love that scene. Sha-na-na-na. He's going on. He's... He- it's his, it's his transition into manhood. Shavar, who plays Reggie, was on... Was he on Different Strokes? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, again, that's where the, the... He was the kid that got diddled the in the bike, bike diddling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, it always bothered me. That always bothered me. <laughs> again, I cannot pass a shop here in Kansas City with going, should I go in and try to protect him? Right. I should probably see if there's like something like dangerous going on here. Anytime I see... like I pick my son up from school, he's in middle school, and I see someone in like a red hoodie or something, I'm just like, Reggie. Reggie. <laughs> Come here, Reggie. Uh, now, here is almost a literal van down Grand by the river. Source. And our introduction to genre fave, uh, we've talked about him here on the podcast, uh, M- Miguel Nunez Jr. And honestly, back the Return of the Living Dead commentary track, we talked about actually doing a Friday Five commentary yeah, because of the whole oh, yeah. connection yeah. of there. So I'm glad we're actually finally coming into it. 
Uh, and Miguel went and on look to at, probably have the most success out of anyone on the, except for the straggler. He's still working. Still yeah. Doing some good to stuff. this day. I mean, he did the Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah. Joanna like, man was a fun one. Joanna man. Yeah, yeah. I know you're a basketball yeah. enthusiast. Yeah. So great. Yeah. <laughs> and the infamous enchilada <laughs> yeah. damn this enchiladas and honestly my main course segue i really was trying to go to an enchilada but it just i was yeah. too soon okay. <laughs> yeah it's horrible you know peeking behind the scenes huh. that's for me <laughs> where did you get that or like maybe that's object? the dessert yes right it was 85 and this, this is objectifying Danny Stein. Yeah, yeah. has to stop well, it's when funny if you started young, <laughs> but it was a compliment to her also. Right? The, like, like, she was all, God was like, damn. Okay. Well, and if you listen to the commentary track on this with Steinman, the only thing he can talk about is how pretty everyone is and how good looking they are. Yeah. He was so obsessed with that. And you realize it when the way everything is shot, just how it just leers on everything. There's this like <laughs> creep factor. Well, and speaking of leering, yeah. here we have the is he or isn't he? We're about yeah. to have a kill. We have Tommy showing up. So at this point, we are really going with the original, you know, conceit of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Has Jason been passed on at this point? He offered her an egg roll. <laughs> he wanted an egg roll? Better than an enchilada, man. Yeah. Well, where the hell were they going where they had enchiladas and now they got egg rolls? They got egg rolls, enchiladas, and That's pizza. That's a hell of a buffet. Did you see that? Yeah. That's, they must be going to, like... I bet they got like, that, that diner has cat yeah, hair all over it. That's what got honey. sick. Yeah, in the enchilada. There we go. It's, cat, it's all the cat, cat hair. Feces got into it. I bet he would have had a nice little lawsuit on his hand yeah, had he not been skewered. It's yeah. called the Showtime Diner. Well, now is this? To, are we to believe like the neon lights are maybe triggering tr triggering kill, Tommy at this kill, point? Yeah. Kill, kill each other. Kill, kill at Joe's. <laughs> or or if we went uh, maximum overdrive and, you know, the neon. But here we get now uh, Joey, or Junior, showing up on the motorcycle. And honestly, a decent kill that comes up as well. Mm -hmm. But could you maybe see uh, Junior showing up in, like, Motel Hell? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, belonging in that kind of just dirty kind of universe? American mm -hmm. Gothic. I mean, oh, oh um, that got a blue, a, like a boutique Blu-ray release right? as well. That is, again, what a golden age we live in. Tom Arnold could have mm -hmm. played him pretty well. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Say what you will. I like him in True Lies, actually. No, no, no. He's fine. Yeah. Or what's his name? Mm, from, stupids. Uh, the he looks like Randy Quaid right there. That's Cousin Eddie. Say. Yeah, yeah. Cousin Eddie. That's it. Shitter's full, Clark. <laughs> Chicken coop's full. He's yeah. like a dumber version of that. He's got to go empty out the shitter before the enchilada. Well, here we got again. Oh, yeah. Tommy showing Whoa. off his skills. He backhanded him. Yeah. Damn. Tommy's a scrapper. I'm telling you, he could have shown up. He's, well, you know what? He's probably after that shit with Jason. He's that was a guy. Did you see kick. that fight? That that fucking kick. That was a fucking finish him. That was. That was a Mortal Kombat shit. His whole gimmick. He could come to the ring with like a Jason mask, and mm -hmm. he would of course take it off, and then that would be his finisher. Jeez. He's and he's fighting his dirty, run. dude. He's eating his lunch, dude. He's got. He's got. He's gonna rip his throat out, yeah, Dalton yeah. style. The Eisengriff, the Voorhees Griff, but like. I didn't even know he's doing it. But in fairness, if I went toe to toe with Jason Voorhees and lived, I'd make sure that I took some Crom McGraw shit and <laughs> like survivalist camp and shit. Well, that's I, why I like kind of interesting to see where they're going with the uh, the new Halloween movie. Right, with where Lori's she's a survivalist. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell Anita is that isn't there another name? Anita. Uh -huh. She just blew a bunch of pot smoke in Reggie's face and, and was the like, caretaker too. See ya. <laughs> These caretakers suck. That's why they had to get him out of that scenario. He's a cutie, He's a cutie pie. pie. 
Well, and unfortunately, here we go again. Ooh, those damn enchiladas. Mm. Just a, a precursor to death is obviously on the Friday the 13th uh, you know, checklist. Hot Mexican food. Hot Me- yeah. food back there. Well, and unfortunately, the indignity to die in and out. Look at that little shimmy. Shimmy, uh, right? That is a shimmy. That's a shitting shimmy. Unfortunately, so I shitty. think a continuity thing here is like his pants aren't down. I think his like. <laughs> well, and isn't that? Isn't I don't that know a, how hard it would be to get out of leather pants. Now, also, also, I'll I'm, tell you, it's not that hard. Josh, you are Depending an Iron Maiden fan. You are a Maiden fan. Yes. You love the twi- you love the t- talk. Talk. It's all about the, baby yeah, powder. Is that the, but shall any of us do a little uh, ooh baby harmonies here um, when the time uh, is right? Ooh baby, ooh baby. Shenanigans, shenanigans in an outhouse. Shit, nanigans. <laughs> yeah, what girl messes around with like? Wait. But the porta potty when somebody's taking a shit. I mean, and have we ever actually those prank those prank couple videos? Harley's rule. Have we? Is there any monster go monster squad in the background? Do we have any? Uh, are the Harleys uh, the name of the, Fred the, Decker? Shout are the Harleys the name of the gang in uh, with the barn in six? That's possibly or part three. Oh no, yeah, three. Or maybe that's actually the gang of the Greasers originally. Yeah, they're the Harleys. They were actually coming to the outhouse. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I've never ooh, sang baby. to anybody on the shitter uh, before. Yo, oh, come on now. You've never rocked that out with a little ooh, baby? Come on. I don't it's know. so much what fun. Song, what song would you sing to, to somebody? Um, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> but, or like... Uh, Diarrhea. Right, exactly. <laughs> it all depends on what kind of shit they're doing. Yeah. Since it's enchiladas, I'd probably sing something like, you know, um, Guantanamera, you know, the, the From Dust Till Dawn soundtrack. Yeah. Cucarachas enojadas, enchiladas que marijuana. But this is a pretty dire way to die. It, I mean, if you yeah. think about it, you and can't get out of the. the oh, yeah, that, that's another. Another off-screen kill. That's oh, the, the she's breathing. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I was thinking maybe that was just her death, death rattle, death row there. And that is a scary way to die. The fact that you don't know where these spikes are coming from. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I'll go back to uh, Alone in the Dark. That great scene when she's on the bed yeah. and the knife is coming up. This plays kind of like that with an outhouse. Now I saw a movie where a bunch of like poles are going through an outhouse once before, but it wasn't like that. I'm not even going to recognize that, <laughs> dignify that with a response, should edit, genius. Should we edit that one out? I wonder how many okay, kills uh. happen in an outhouse in horror movies. Because I was thinking about Sleepaway Camp 3. True. Oh, sleep. Right? Yeah. Two or three. Uh, part two, actually, when Let's she shoves her down the thing. Yeah. And uh, this one, it's like. Uh. Well, that's what's kind of crazy. And I guess the complexity of horror is the fact that you could probably put together not an academic book by any means, but you could put yeah. together something like that and that could highlight just how weird horror films yeah, are. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. There Jurassic one Park, technically, you yeah, could throw that out. Yeah, definitely. Wasn't there one in part two with the, or was with the, uh, oh, no, no, three, with the snake, uh, with the, the store that's right. owner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, damn, damn, even that's in just Friday, right there. right there. Yeah. Not even. Two in the Friday series. Uh, uh, the uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, Dead Meat um, guy that uh, James Janice uh, that little YouTube show. Uh, they did actually they do kill like basically they're kill counts but they're well written. We'll have to do one for a uh, bathroom kill counts. Yeah, 
I mean, it's just another niche out there, man. Ones, yeah. Throw trauma. There's probably like oh, yeah, there's there. probably <laughs> tons of bathroom. There's probably movies oh. for toilet ba- outhouse of doom or some shit. Do we have access to Chuck Berry's uh, Chuck? old records? <laughs> yeah. Did you just say Outhouse of Doom? Uh-huh. We should, is that something? Yeah, it can be. We should make a movie called that, Outhouse I, of Doom. I know exactly where we can shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you ever hear, speaking of the Outhouse, that out oh, in that yeah. area, oh, there yeah. was yeah. a apparently a portal to hell? It's yeah. one of the seven. Where, where is that supposed Stole. to be in? Stole, Kansas. Stole, there it is. Uh-huh. Mom! <laughs> Mom! They I, beat me up, Mom! We used to go to Stole all the time back in like late 90s early 2000s and you could like go like actually walk around and there was the church there right Be- yeah before it got torn down and then it got to the point where like if they saw headlights the cops they were would there. just get yeah. there yeah but guys are fucking lummox now this is actually i'm not going to say this is what a lummox well this is actually you know what you know who could play a great version of this character mm. would be stephen king mm-hmm. Played oh, a, yeah. he plays the, like you would say bumpkin like yes jordy <laughs> And also, yeah, if you uh, haven't pre-ordered your uh, Blu-ray of uh, Creep Show that uh, yeah. Scream Factory is putting out, good God Almighty, See, they're they gonna break we, me. Yeah. Will you murder them all? Will you kill them? Chopping up, kill them? They might even make him the Jason. Well, figure. no, no, you could actually see Ethel as the killer because she the has because there's a president's in Friday the Thirteenth, and she's yeah, and the fact that she's been <laughs> a nice little <laughs> beheading there. But no, no. At, now at this point, now you're like, okay, well, technically Ethel can't be the killer now, but again, she was a red herring. What was Ethel's sin? You fuckwad. Fuckwad. Filth, a filthy mouth, I think, there ultimately is hers. <laughs> and what? Uh, look at that. T- you know, you know. I like. I appreciate cast iron skillets that have the. They've retained the flavor over time. Yeah. But I think the flavor that's in that stewing skillet will like give you salmonella. Vileness. Like, like one of the hepatitises. I mean, like. How long is that supposed to... Who's she cooking for? Just them two? <laughs> Apparently. Like, she I mean, to look think how much more term. stuff she's going to add right? also. That's not even chopped up You yet. know they have like a... Um, a uh, like not a... Um, pantry? Not a pantry, but actually um, a shelter there for just the end of days. Oh, fucking preppers? Yeah, they're doomsday preppers. Prepper stash? Not, no, I'm not saying you would get that at the halfway house or adjacent to the halfway house, but potentially, you know, it's no, out there. No, it's probably full of, like, cat food and, like, fucking gross shit. But this yeah, movie just also... Cat <laughs> just all, cat food. That's what it is. But what I like and what we're actually leading up to now is that the fact that we are killing off these red herrings mm-hmm. is we are leading up to an eventual reveal, which does, dare I say, kind of play like a Scooby-Doo yeah. movie. Buck Flowers! That is all this is missing, <laughs> is a Buck Flower character. Well, would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you goddamn Midland kids <laughs> on my property. <laughs> Had a chance to uh, host a screening of They Live. And I'm telling you, just when he shows up and when he makes his little turn. I didn't know you boys liked a party. <laughs> I saw that at Oak Park Mall. Did you? Oh, uh, yes. My dad. Yes. That last scene was so awkward. Oh, yeah. What's wrong, baby? Yeah. Uh, they were just, what's wrong, Josh? Yeah. That's that's one of those what are you watching moments where everything at that point, you didn't have that awkwardness and like, damn it, Carpenter. Yeah. I was so obsessed with part three of Nightmare when Elm Street when it came out. I, I was like. I told my parents, I was like, we're watching this movie. I'm going to show it to you. And then, like, so I got them to finally watch the movie one night. And then when the scene happens with uh, Joey, I was <laughs> like, I have to go pee. But I timed it wrong. Oh, and I went a little no. too early. So I was watching from upstairs, like, trying to wait until the scene was over. It's like I took a shower or something. Were you tongue-tied there, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That it wouldn't. baby, baby. <laughs> but again, that is to be something said. That's why we kind of sought these movies out. They ticked, they clicked, you know, they checked off all those boxes that yeah. you were drawn to back in the day. So, are these counselors or patients? Uh, these are patients, I believe. I wonder if part Dream Warriors was that kind of like kind of has the same Drew inspiration from this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, troubled youths yeah. being picked off. Ultimately, of course, we know who done it with Freddy, but and they kind of learned not to make not well. What we're getting into with the ending of this, yes, they like uh-huh. learn not to trick the fan or something, so forth, and and I really appreciated the fact that they really tried with this film to go in a new direction yep. and actually really give it a new beginning. Because let's face, I mean, it is in the title; it is a new beginning. A new beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they learned that no, everyone really just wants Jason. Uh, spoilers again, uh, but here we're really spending a lot of time with these characters. This creep. Like this, it, yeah. This guy's the worst. In that's the entire a movie. that's a good comeuppance. Because he's kind of like you know we know the other guys are creeps like the paramedics and stuff, but this guy's kind of like an undercover creep. You know the creep, the guy who's kind of like looking through your window at night, like and you don't the know creep he's in there. training. Yeah. This is actually his farm he's system like stalker before he goes yeah. pro. All right. I want to make love to you. Yeah, the stuttering things just to like that's super. He doesn't creepy. even have a stutter. Yeah. And then she plays it off like, eh, and then boom, yeah. <laughs> He's kind of. Yeah. I, I was just joking. <laughs> and listen, I'm an awkward person, an introvert, but still, social right. etiquette, you know, right. I understand that. I can pick up on social cues. Mm-hmm. So I always feel a little bad for people in these scenarios. <laughs> I want to make love. To you. But I would never adapt that. Yeah, that. Wish. Too sexy, too uh, sexy. I want to bleed. Stupid. And then he <laughs> well, and you know, maybe had he had the uh, the laptop there, he could have found out if he was a dead fuck or not. There we go. But unfortunately, they didn't make a from Camp Crystal Lake out to a uh, no to the halfway playing. house. No handball. <laughs> it's that's, a that's, big that's, problem in that hallway. Well, you don't understand, man. The hallways, the acoustics, everything's like I know all the bounces. Positively, no handball playing. This this has been warned. You have been big issue. Is this? There's a precedence. Like, stop that shit. Gosh, I wonder who like on set. They were like, okay, we need just one more sign. Set design, yeah. 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 That was some pretty sad set design there. I won't lie. But now, however, however, Violet's room is pretty rad. It's really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, ultimately, we let's. I'm trying to like count down there. I did see some Madonna in the background. So I think death by sneezing. Seen is believing. What do, like pop culture wise? Positively, what? no handball in the hallway. Oh, and here Ooh. we go. And it, what? Come on, that. Come he on. Really didn't have that was sit. lame. That was lame. That you gotta was. admit. It was lame. And it especially was like, after being such a creep yeah. and laying on that kind of uh, cheese. It's the last shot of the I film. I want to make. Just like oh, okay, let's uh, go. Fuck, I'm tired. Move it, move it. <laughs> Roy's like, god damn it. And here. <laughs> Ultimately, as well, this was a character. Technically, I didn't really think we'd see this way. Right, exactly. But right. Steinman, I'm sure, was like, "Nope, nope." You know, the, I'm sure the reason we got that cutaway kill re- previously was to give us more boobage. Yeah. Seriously, like, there's a give and take on that. But admit it. Do you think actually? Maybe. Do you think Wes Anderson was a fan of this movie, and Ben Stiller and his kids <laughs> they they took that tracksuit look the look. 
Only Ma'am. if they paired it with a hockey mask. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. Sadly, so. no. No yeah. way. Would he? Is he cool enough to watch? This uh, yeah. Movie? I don't Thank think you. What, <laughs> Thank you, Josh. I don't think. Wes That's Anderson's, why you're our people. <laughs> yeah, Wes Anderson's like you know what? I really like Friday the Thirteenth. Not five. that. Not that he's. Not that he's bad. No, I like me some Wes Anderson. Yeah. I like. But the film. I don't I, think he draws from Friday. <laughs> Many inspirations. These movies would be so much better though. Yeah, they would. I don't know. <laughs> the Royal Voorhees. It turns out he is actually a huge fan of Part Five. Like yeah. uh, that whole uh, the the wooden finger scene was actually going to go a different direction, but the executive stepped in and said, "You can't have the Steinman influence." I'm sorry. <laughs> the Life Aquatic with Roy. What's his name? <laughs> Damn. So again, this I mean, it's just leering and sleek. And again, yeah, you get that in a Friday film. I yeah. get that, but. but I don't want to say it's un- it's un- it's unnecessary. I mean, like, and especially for this particular character as right. well. You just see her ten minutes ago befubbing a uh, a would be suitor, putting off the the cre- the advances of a creep. But unfortunately, the director still has creep. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. hey, you know what? I know Danny Steinman has passed. Our respects to him. But in but fairness, maybe she does sleep topless. I know people who do some people who do. It is hot in there. On a bunk you know, bed in a, a halfway house. <laughs> adds to the creep factor. That's true. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> with stuffed I've, animals in the background as well. Yeah, come Weird, on, very creepy stuffed animals uh, on the top bunk, nonetheless. <laughs> like, what kind of fetish are we catering to here, and what what, what fetish did that create? Top God bunk enthusiasts. Top enthusiasts. I think my whole reason for liking this one, the mo- oh god, uh, liking this one the most is I think it's like it blows my mind. Like it's Ooh. the impossibility of like trying to like. Of this getting made mm-hmm. Like I just don't under. I, it's like something That I can't comprehend really It's like Like for me Like with horror And sci-fi It's like I almost like sci-fi more Because mm-hmm. of the Because of the way Horror is today Like I love the old horror And like Like Freddy for me Was like how this is so amazing Like how did Someone come up with this idea mm-hmm. You know And like that So that got me into it But sci-fi is like More today where it's like You know a chicken could just start talking or something. And you're like, Oh, that, that works. Yeah. You know? So like you could just do anything in sci-fi, but so for this movie, it's just like anything happens, you know? Yeah. I think you can pop it and lock it. Like, yeah, I think ultimately you can uh, tap into more creativity stuff um, with the sci-fi genre. But ultimately, I think it also speaks to the diversity of horror and sci-fi. Now, now we where did Roy disappear? Because he, I mean, where did Jason, the killer, disappear? Isn't that one of his uh, his magical uh, powers? Exactly. Because she, she was popping and locking. Greg, I'd like to see you pop and lock. Can we uh, recreate this dance scene? Well, like? you know what I also like is part four. You get the Crispin Glover dance, mm-hmm. and in part five, you get the violent dance. Which five is way Speak- more. Speaking of songs, the Friday the Thirteenth. Five soundtrack came out on vinyl today. Ah, and oh, now is Waxwork putting that out? Yeah. Yep, I think it's the first time. It's uh, now, vinyl. who did the cover art? Did Gary get to do it? No, Matt, Tobin, Ryan. Okay, did it. excellent. Yeah. No, that's uh, and uh, just the sheer collectability of these things. And let's face it, I mean, Henry Menfrandini. These these scores are iconic. Now, did you guys know the original kill? The way that Violet was originally supposed to die. I don't mm. think I do. So you sh- they get with just kind of a simple stomach kill here. Apparently, they were going to go with a crotch stabbing and then pull up, Ooh. which would have been really gnarly. But they decided against it, which was probably and again, think about just as sleazy as this film has been. If you get right. that kind of kill, well, in, even if and it, all yeah. the the, cu- the cutaways that we haven't seen, they wouldn't have show. They wouldn't have been able to show it. True, it would have went been that way. They would have. You can you can do that in the PS4 video game. Yep. Really, yeah. really. 
that it, it makes it almost makes it's disgusting. Little, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's in poor taste. Yeah. Now, don't they actually have the the eight bit Jason as well, uh-huh. and like the purple jumpsuit? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's the attention. Unfortunately, there's not going to be any more. Well, no. actually, I wonder if they would ever give you, idea. and this oh, would big actually bummer, man. Yeah. Oh, with the yeah, the current contract yeah. dispute that's going on. Yeah. And Is I, I understand where it comes from. No, it was one no, of the original writers. writers. Oh, that's right. Uh, and I understand yeah. it. I completely get it. But it's just a bummer Don't that this one has to happen. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate, unfortunate barrier, but it it does happen. That's kind of mm. like the men. men um, oh, Menendez brothers Menendez with Friday Part Fright Night Part Three. Was it three part three or was oh it? yeah and why we can't get Fright Night Part Two on like a Blu-ray and like oh, why the rights yeah I thought there was like a part three thing that like uh, they were looking to continue it but then the what's rights his name even wrote it part yeah of it. Uh, uh, Holland Roddy McDowell oh right oh, yeah I, I think I, oh maybe not I, I would know I yeah I man getting those you know I don't know you can't really comment because it's like you don't know what kind of like right where I, they sit now right like how if they well, were screwed over but it's like yeah it sucks for the the fans and the players, so great, and, right? Yeah. And the people who made it, right? Game, yeah. They get they get bitched at so much from like all the these people who are like who bought the game, but it's like look what they did. They did mm-hmm. such a great job, and like you guys just complain all the time I mean, about entitled stuff. people on the internet. Come on now, that doesn't exist. Hey guys, I was just joking. <laughs> please please go out and support. Okay, uh, so Burringer starting music. with yeah. this scene for the next five minutes. Now we have the red quick sit Jason busting Bust through, through a door. Mm-hmm. Always good. There's something online. If you look, Jason Voorhees versus Benny Hill, this ne- <laughs> this next four minute uncut uncut four minute thing Yakety is qu- quadruple speed to Yakety Sax, and it lines up perfectly and is wonderful. That's, that's just yeah. I mean, like watching it now is just funny. So did we talk about the um blue the mask the differentiation? Yeah, yeah. it's it's there in the in the beginning. It's there and you right don't even in front of us. It. Nope. I mean, unless you're like hardcore, they're really telling you from the get go that it's this not Jason. Jason, right? It's something else. Is it is it Tommy though? Is it right. Tommy as Jason? Is that why he's got the nice maybe, little blue maybe marks? It's Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah, did Tommy create it? Possibly. With his mask? With it, oh, yeah. Is it yet another that mask that he's creating and wearing himself? Is it Gramps? We haven't seen Gramps in a while. What's that big favorite they're talking about? Maybe it was killing. Yeah. And oh, as it turns out, being a sleazy paramedic does have its comeuppance as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently, apparently, you don't want to be partners with this guy as well. You'd think if anyone might get a pass, it'd be the guy that he's been, you know, sharing some time with. Was Kane Hodder's part six the first He started one? in seven, seven I believe. Seven? Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, and I actually, I mean, let's, you know, shout out to the actor playing Jason here. Let me go to the IMDb. Man, uh, do you like Goes to Hell? Huh? Do you like Jason Goes to Hell? Yeah, actually, I do, but not as a Friday the 13th movie. See, I think, like... This one is better as far if you're you're like one of those people who doesn't like it because Jason isn't in it. Right. Alert. This one is more of a. I would like this one more than like I know they're different. Than periods, hell, yeah, because because like, this like, one you're, is more much more what you're thinking of. Yeah, because they tried to change it for goes to hell also where it's like oh to he's a, to- something totally totally yeah. different. And if I want that movie, I'm gonna watch Shocker. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. But, but I dig it for what they tried to do, and I dig they got some good kills. And Creighton Duke, bro- of course, and Duke is, is the shit. next level crazy. I wish you didn't die. Spoilers. I wish you didn't die so we can have the Creighton Duke adventures where he just goes around with Tommy Jarvis. They need to make an expendables of like Creighton Duke, Tommy Jarvis, Laurie Strode, and they just go around fucking shit up. 
I saw Shocker in the theater. I did as yeah. Me too. Horace Pinker. Hor- oh, you know another good movie that's movie. kind of in the same that kind of goes unnoticed a little bit or un. People under the stairs. No, that Stay one's great. Tuned. Saw that one in the theater. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> no, uh, First Power. Oh, First Power. We were just talking about that the other day. First Power is fucking great. It's so good. I that movie is fantastic. Fucking tastic. So Blue good. Diamond Phillips. Yeah. Interest you in a Blu-ray, buddy boy? Right. Is that on Blu-ray now? I have that on Laser coming out. But it's I also it's the only out. movie on my computer, so when I go on tour, I watch it almost every night because I've That movie made movie. me afraid of freaking ceiling fans. Dude, yeah, that's a great scene. Well, that's one I'm curious and uh, okay, sugar another glass, sugar glass. Yeah, sugar glass. Grant. Very sad scene. They if, did not have to kill off Grant. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of you know what? There's this no, movie no reason to do that. And take out to it's gouge like out his eyes. Bloodiest scene. Fucking, you know, in some Friday the 13th movies, they show restraint. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. some people don't die, right? Like, in when, you know what? The part four, when half the counselors go away. If took his eyes thing, out, pour sh- one out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. They, they took his eyes out, strangled him, threw him through a window. Uh, and he's an old man. Yeah. They didn't even do that to Crazy uh, Ralph. Very crazy Ralph is crazy. positive, happy old man. Right. Who wants nothing more to do then fix the table that Tommy Jarvis broke earlier in the uh-huh. movie and do right and by Reggie cook breakfast lunch and dinner and help right. people out yeah. and what does he get take I care just, of, take care yeah. of Piners I tell you that's you know the extent of the 80s See, at that time at least Jason punished the wicked or yeah. the, the sinners I think maybe this Jason has a weird maybe his uh his moral yeah. sensibilities maybe are off count. Maybe he just count. doesn't give a fuck or maybe because it's his first time you know He's spoiler alert on a spree yeah he hasn't quite figured it out. Go. Now, this is actually kind of three miles per hour. At three, well, right? It's, <laughs> it's like the Austin <laughs> Powers. See, I was going to say, no! Uh, actually, yeah, this is where you could also go a little no! maximum overdrive. He, he walked into the wet path of it. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, that, I can stop it. That, that, that mud is very sticky. Him, man. He just went back like 20 feet. Well, also, man, you know, dare I say they were uh, homaging, um, oh, what is that? Looney Donald Tunes. Sutherland and Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look back with the uh, the red, the red uh, hoodie as well. Yeah. A classy adult horror. Yeah. Go back to our hereditary episode. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> but um, no. But this is ultimately double this tap. Is, God damn it! I mean, I, I I know we're horror fans and we're everybody's used to. But at the same time, well, this is where we need to know: is this? Are we going to see Tommy underneath there? Right. This is oh, we're we going to go. have. Here this is go. that Scooby Doo moment. Old man Carruthers. Yes, this is where we have the buck flowers. flowers. Um, there it is. Don Knotts. <laughs> or in this case, it would have been. Um, See, what, what does he have on? White Converse or are those Procades? Those Adidas. Ooh, is it my Adidas? Yeah, he probably would. I would assume. Let's take I a look. Do we even get a closer look at those? What kind of kicks is Reggie rocking? I might get that outfit. You should. You Cosplay. should. Just, yeah. just don't do blackface, please. Don't do blackface. Oh gosh, that is very. That's not not, not that. We not don't like to go far. that part of the 80s. No, we don't. <laughs> Damn you, soul although, man. Although red hoodies and, and, and chucks is cool. Red hoodies and chucks are good. Now, we notice there we have basically kind of recognition that this is a mortal Jason, mm-hmm. potentially. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then we also get, I guess, a little bit of his little bald cap, if you notice. Oh, yeah. In the At back. least it's not flapping. Yeah, no. But you know what? I got to give it up to uh, the killer. It's a cool shot. He, yeah, that's that a cool shot. That's a very cool shot. A la but Friday at least 3. he's not like, Ow. Yeah. he's like breathing heavy as he's trying to get back here. Yeah. Ow, 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 ow. It hurts when he walks. Ow, ow, 
It's not easy being Jason, no, as we're not. as we're learning here. Uh, I think uh, Leslie Vernon showed us. You know, there's a lot of prep work that right? goes into yeah. a, a good stalk and slash. And as we're seeing here, and weirdly enough, we do go back to the barn, a la Part Three, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen in a while. Which I guess makes sense um, if they're going back to, I guess, more of a nostalgic feel. But also, oh, a great. That to me actually, I I don't want to say Hooper copied it from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, but that intro with Leatherface in yeah. the in the in the the and DJ the, booth, that's straight from there. It's a great shot. That reminded me of Evil Dead uh, Two when she when he bursts when yep. she bursts out of the thing with the chainsaw. Chainsaws had a nice little run there in the eighties, even without uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. See right there, he should be like, oh, okay, quit, quit playing, quit yeah, hold playing. Hold on, hold on, time I was out, just time joking, out. I was just joking, I was just joking. Quit playing, quit playing. It's me. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, by the way, I can probably take care of myself based on my occupation. Just right. give me a second. Say, Doctor, heal myself. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's an efficient killer. Actually, is he knows all the the, the very fragile parts. Yeah. You know that A and P class he had to pass probably really paid dividends. <laughs> Successful killings one hundred and one. Yeah. Again, that's what they they I think they teach that over uh, at the school in uh, Night of the Creeps. Yeah. Was it Cronin? Was it a? Uh, um, Oh no! Um, Horlicks University. Uh, yeah, Corman University. Yeah, Corman University. And here we go. Finally, oh, it's not oh. Tommy. So who could it be at this point? Because we've killed off everyone mm-hmm. that the common audience would be aware of, right? Everybody's gone. Everyone's gone. So is it a mirror image? Are we seeing you know astral projection? He wants to change the man in the mirror. Maybe Michael Jackson actually drew inspiration from this. Ooh. I'm looking in the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to kill his ways. <laughs> she started that chainsaw pretty fast. Yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah, she did. <laughs> well, you know, back in the 80s, chainsaws worked a little bit better. I forgot. They've, they've gone downhill with, <laughs> right, with all the new technology. <laughs> Fuck them. Everything's electric now. These yeah. are those are good old-fashioned pool starts. Vroom, vroom. But you, it's interesting here. The way that foe Jason is approaching him, it leads to believe what is the connection Mm-hmm. Are we? Right. Is this maybe a mirror image kind of things in someone's head? Is he battling with himself potentially? Does he know? Is this all in a freaking snow globe? Is a right. snow globe right? Rosebud, <laughs> Crystal Lake. But obviously no. <laughs> no, because he just cut his ass slash. Yeah, standing like a dork. So what are the options right now? That who the killer could be? Uh, maybe the sheriff. Maybe the sheriff. I guess maybe the sheriff. Are some of the hey? hey. Chekhov's blade Chekhov. coming back, but he didn't retrieve it from under a mattress. Yeah, damn what it. Was the, so what was the point of that? I know that mattress served no point. Oh. No point. <laughs> Throw that mattress out. And then like, no, um, and then Julia's the, going to come out from it. Are all the counselors dead at this point? All the professional ones? I believe so. All the professional counselors, all the the teens that needed help. All the teens are dead. Definitely. The only people left are in, people are in town. Yeah, the townies and the townies, but they. So you're saying Jason could be someone that we really haven't had a lot of interaction with, right? And might be another. Yeah. But <laughs> or did all, we? Yeah, but I mean, so if you were seeing this in the theater for the first time, you still believe it's Jason, right? right. Of exactly. course, because yeah. you don't know it's not. It's a Friday the Thirteenth film. There's nothing else to say otherwise. We've yeah. seen this. I mean, that's Jason right now. Is a you know a young Josh, a young genius, a young Greg. We're watching the first time. Like fucking Jason. It's Jason's man. coming up the, the, the coop. He's gonna kill you guys. Run. 
It'd be good if you had maybe a thresher laying around. That could mm-hmm. be come to your... See, uh, I never had a problem with it. I remember kind of like the first time... I think the first time really knowing... Like I the first time I watched it, I don't think I really got it because I was so young. But I remember in high school watching it over and like being like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's a little different. Well, it's weird know? that you know we probably didn't hear a, the initial backlash until the internet, the internet yeah. for the most part. But like ultimately, like we've talked about, the fact that there has been a, a kind of a reevaluation of the film, yeah. right. its place in the franchise, because actually, you know, it's the second part of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can watch it through there. You and can, enough time has passed where the kids who saw that can actually put their thoughts together and on why they like it or don't like it oh, or yeah. how to defend it or. I just don't know how you don't really like it. There's so many fucking movies. It's like you don't, you know, as you easily just be like, yeah, I don't want to watch this one. Yeah. Right. Well, it's got one of the highest body counts really don't like in the mm-hmm. series. So if people yeah. like watch these movies for kills, it's got a lot of kills. Yeah. If you watch it for the gratuitous nudity, good Lord, they've got you covered there. If you watch it for acting, yeah, it's amazing. It's, oh, it's <laughs> elevated. It is elevated. Uh, and if you like a good whodunit, because yeah. right. who doesn't? Is part seven the highest count? Um, I don't know if part seven. I, I know part, part seven got seven. the most butchered. Oh hey, a thresher. All right, good thing that we're I, I at a halfway house. Part seven. Did they release the unedited or the no? no. They never they, will. They only because I think all the raw footage was destroyed. I thought sadly. there was a virgin. A vir, I thought there was a virgin. We're not talking Monster um, Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a virgin floating around somewhere. I hope there is. Beekler would be proud for that. Because I, I actually I like part seven the a X-rated lot. X-rated version. Well, but I think it's it's unfortunate. Oh here we go. Let's see who it really oh, well, is. Hold on, we've got one more. Because we are Friday the 13th. We need wait, one more jump scare. Thank you, Friday the those 13th. Are, those look like Chucks. Those do look like Chucks. He's rad. Reggie's rad. I mean, Reggie let's face dope. it. Reggie is rad. We did get two good kid surrogates for Friday films. And what I like, actually, with part six is technically you actually get more kids at the camp. And they actually are pretty uh, prevalent throughout. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? You can't keep a good hero ta- a down. Well, it's hard to get good kid actors. Yeah, you know? especially in low-budget genre films. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've all seen the Baba Duke and how bad that kid is. Kid's freaky. That kid is freaky. Last House on the kid. Left. Oh yeah, well you. Bob. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I was, I, I kind of. That's a film I kind of have to prepare for. Which one? Uh, Last House on the Left. But you know what? No, that Last House on flowers. the Left. I meant House by the Cemetery. And I'm here sorry. we go. We get our reveal, the Scooby-Doo reveal. <laughs> of it's who is our Jason? Cut to the mask. Wouldn't have gone away with it too. <laughs> and then we get. Fucking, and even then, I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, right? Totally, totally. Because he always shows with the eyes, and yeah, that is something where it's like. Uh, and it's not. And but dare I say then that this is why this film is genius? Because when you it, you got to rewatch it so you can go. Oh wait a minute, mm-hmm. is it like a, a Hitchcock film where he's you know putting everything back there and yeah. It's it's all right in front of us, which I guess it kind of is, but yeah. not. <laughs> it's memento. It, yeah. <laughs> you see, Roy's got all these weird tattoos over his body. <laughs> Joey was your kid, right? That I mean, who keep wrote him away this? from axes. But here's the thing with out of control. Well, it's the fact that we get an exposition dump here, actually, right. which is why probably probably it turned a lot of people off initially. The because when we watched it initially, we were of the age, perfect age of this film. We couldn't look at it really critically, away of probably some of our old those team those team kids that brought the you know films right, home to you, because right. that's why I think ultimately the Jason fans felt betrayed because it wasn't yeah. Jason. Yeah. But for me, it was still no. It was that was Jason. Oh no, it's not Jason. Okay, fine. 
whatever. Yeah, totally. I'm good with it. Yeah. I still had fun. But and then here we go. <laughs> here we go. It's again. This Wait, is the inspiration. Is this Roy's wallet? Yeah, yeah it had bad motherfucker right. on it. Yeah, he has a picture of himself. The first one on there. <laughs> it looked like I was like, thinking the same thing. I, I got a big ego, but I don't even have pictures of my fucking self in my wallet. He's doing that senior yearbook pose where he's got like right. one knee down. Should it's have like been. a glamour shot of him. He's like he's him and nothing, and like the Jason mask is in the corner, kind of faded. It's kind of a good move to have a couple but, photos of yourself on your own wallet. Right. Though you know who it's, it is. It's a jamming so. mood. But I like the fact that it does set up this idea of Jason, the mythos of Jason, that they can call upon that mm-hmm. to mask themselves, which is why I think which is kind of what they were exactly what they were trying to do with this. And again, now is like is now is this what really snaps Tommy and in part six, he's gonna be again the next Jason as like this was just kind of setting him up because again, old man Carruthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, and it's setting that up, but obviously, and unfortunately, there weren't enough Joshes out there to say no. I, I, it was good. Let's do this again. Because let me ask you this: Had we continued this almost like Halloween Part Three, they intended it to be an anthology series, mm-hmm. you know, different movies set in Halloween. What would have happened if we would have continued this franchise with Tommy Jarvis as a continuation of Jason? I don't think it would have worked. Okay. I don't so you think worked. it would have been too crazy? We would like scream where we had to bring like the the new scream movie. We had to bring in like uh, the killer's cousin and the original blah, 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 blah. You have to keep bringing. I think if you have it supernatural, like a monster like that, then it makes things a little bit more accessible to have. I think it. like at this point you have, I agree. Um, but at this point you have to continuously change things up. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what Nightmare did. I mean, they went to the... And then they got back to it. It's like they tried to do something here. If they would have kept doing it, it would have gotten old. Scream's a perfect example of that. It was just like... It's like Back to the Future 3. It's the same movie over and over. But it's still... That's still kind of cool in a way. But, um, you know, like, like Halloween, the anthology, that would have been really neat, too. Because it's like... I like 4 or 5. I like Curse. They have their place. Like, absolutely. fine. Yeah. But, like, I would have loved to have seen a great anthology. Like, different... Like, you know, things like Creep shows, Like, they're... Give me Joe Dante's Halloween or something like yeah, that. Right. Yeah. You know, I would have, absolutely. Well, here we go with the dream sequence again, setting up is now, you know, the the legacy of Jason passing through Tommy officially. We've obviously had this red herring set up the entire film. But here's my then, question with Roy. Fucking if he already knew that Joey was his kid. Oh yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah. You know, how come he didn't say anything for the whole fucking time? That Why Joey did he was commit his son to that when right? he's like perfectly capable of taking right? care of him on his own like if he's that passionate about his son and then to go on a spree when he kills him are we making Roy complicit here I think to his Roy, Roy is totally complicit Roy should have like when that paramedic opened it and called everyone a bunch of pussies Roy should have just looked at him and gone good riddance <laughs> thank god no more candy bars I'll have to buy right the, I mean, laundry won't it, be that's ruined that's the only way he would have like if he would have just he left him there for the, and didn't say shit the whole fucking time yeah cause Joey wasn't a teen no he, he was, was a fucking grown ass man 37 yeah yeah and that's the one thing too the age we, God, we didn't even talk about the age gap difference from Barely, part 4 yeah. to part 5 oh, yeah. it was pretty and striking now, again, a nice dissolve, but... With a minty hint of... But where did he dissolve to? Where is he going to reappear and manifest? I always saw that as, like, him expelling... Dealing? You think he was... Ex- expelling the... This psyche is right. clean. Exactly. He no longer has the killing instinct. <laughs> or does he? 
the last remnants. Is Adrian King going to be at this year's? She or is. Uh-huh. Adrian yeah. King is. Yeah. Uh, Jenny a- Amy, Amy Steele. Uh-huh. Jenny is going to be yeah, there. She is. Oh yeah. So See, anticipate us probably having a new bumper with uh, Amy Steele. My question is. Who, Why would they let personal there? effects in the hospital? Because when he's in the hospital bed, they check you in. They check your personal effects. What you don't see is actually uh, <laughs> the fat boys or the disorderlies, see, and they're playing hey, shenanigans. Hey, man, we found this. Thought you might like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... <laughs> Are you ready for Freddy? Oh, wrong franchise. Shit. Right? <laughs> Are you ready for Friday? Are you ready? Oh, there it was. And this actually, I kind of, again... This There's nothing ambiguous, technically, about this ending. Mm-hmm. For, okay. Oh, unless... What? Well, oh, no. no, no, no. What I was going to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to get away our classic... Do you like Tommy's transition from five to six? With From this guy to Tom Matthews? No, or just, just the mentality just like, of... Like how he's like a totally like different I'm character? Gonna, like different, better? Like, yeah, I guess better. Like he's I mean, cured? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, no. I, I, I like where this... I would like where they were going where they were trying to play with it. But I like Tommy Jarvis as an avenging angel spirit type thing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I Agreed. like it better as a spirit of vengeance looking for the man. I agree. As opposed to taking on the mantle of Jason. Like, what was that ending? Like, did it, he kill her? Did he? I mean, exactly. Like, kinda, right. Because, I mean, I ending understand. Ending kind of sucks, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, I don't it's, know about it. It just left it open. Like, I, it. that's the thing about Friday the 13th. It always leaves it open. And, and also, I'm sure at this point they were planning. I'm sure the initial plan was to continue through Tommy. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't until the backlash came back that ultimately we got that new spin on just. But like you said, though, ultimately is now zombie Jason, you know, spoilers. And it, it yeah. took the franchise in a new direction. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, and that's what's great with this film is you can watch it so many different ways. Yeah. All the franchises, you can put three together and they're, some of them are totally different. Some of them are, you know, completely the same. But that's why this franchise still exists. That's why people we're we're still talking about it so many years later, you know, <laughs> yeah. than when this was in '85. Yeah, damn enchiladas! Yeah, those damn enchiladas. Um, but man, this is this has been a blast. This thank you great. so much yeah. for taking thank the you time. For me. No, Very of much. course, of course. Uh-huh, um, you know, as we, it's always funny. Sometimes when we hit the credits, we have to pee so bad. We're like, like, okay, thank you for this time. <laughs> goodbye, and then we. <laughs> <laughs> Night of the Creeps, we did that. I remember that. So it's so funny how that hits. But, you know, as we hit the credits here, it's always funny. Like, with, we've become such a Grizz culture. Coast. Hold on. Animals provided by Grizzco's animals. John Grizzco, throwing cats at things since 1973. <laughs> you will not find him on Yelp anymore. Sadly, I think they've bombarded him. Uh, but, no, we, we enjoy doing this, man. Um, thank you for all listening. Uh, again, where can our listeners find you out on the uh, social media? Um, well, I have like John. oh 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 shit! What? Special thanks, Converse Nike. Rocking the chucks. Yeah, See, this is why you stay till the end. Exactly. Pseudo Echo, his eyes. His these eyes. I think both those songs are on the soundtrack. The one that got oh, really. Yeah, I think we should pop and lock. A pretty sure. Bit. See, if that is the case, then I might end up I'm buying sure it. That's I'm pretty sure. I'm not. Don't, don't quote me. On I bought I the first one yet. because it's yeah. the classic. Uh-huh. I bought part three because it had the disco sound. Yeah. I skipped part four because the man from Dean, again, the score yeah. is iconic, but it's repeated a lot yeah. with a lot of the stuff. So yeah. you got to look for the little differences when it yeah. comes to those uh, things. Um, like the but, disco theme. 
yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, <laughs> until the next uh, Friday the 13th, uh, when we come around here, uh, this is Greg D. <laughs> oh, one more time. Where can we find oh, you? Oh, yeah. So, social oh, media. Social was, media. Yeah, yeah we are. I mean, I don't know. Josh, we're on your merch table.com, but I mean, whatever. Look Just for the Star Invaders um, wherever again, indeed. Other things. And yeah. when you see them out and about, uh, whatever. You know, I don't care. You can go up to them and say, hey, baby. Hey, baby. Uh, oh, baby. But no, check him out. Thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, this until next time. This is uh, Greg D. <laughs> I'm Genius McGee, and we will see you in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>